Gnome Show listeners, this is Sam Dillon, your Tome Editor, and the DM of the D&D Brief Podcast. D&D Brief is now going to be hosted on the Tome Show Network. To find back episodes, search under the Actual Play tab at thetomeshow.com. As always, thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to D&D Brief. I am Sam Dillon, your DM, and I am here with Matthew. Say hello. Hello. Also, tell us about your character. I am playing uh, Kodos Lindath, a sea elf warlock, a great old one. Excellent. And I'm also here with David. Hi, um, I'm playing Axley Tilling Quest, a bard halfling. And I'm also here with Nina. Hello. I play Emran Ornestia. Uh, she's a human cleric. Excellent. And last but not least, I am here with Karu. Hello, I'm Karu. I'm playing Marcel Duran. They are a Lutrinian sorcerer, not of the wild magic sort, just storm. In the last episode, the players jumped into the Curiosity, which is the name that they gave to their strange artifact that they found, and they attempted to use the Curiosity to travel amongst the planes and try to get to the location that the Finding Rod has indicated. And when they did so, they found themselves in a place called Darkport, and they made their way into the gates of the town and have parked the curiosity and made their way to the cathedral of the beak which is where the rod of the seeker was pointing them they are now standing at the cathedral they see a humongous line of people waiting to get in and marcel speaks to someone who who's waiting in line and is given the information that if you do not have business in the cathedral the way to get in is to bribe the guards and the way that you bribe them is with a bird it is not specified what kind of bird or whether or not that bird is alive. And so the party is looking around trying to figure out a way to get a bird, a flock of birds flying way, way high in the sky, probably 150 feet in the air. And so Konos decides that the best way to get one of those birds is to have actually cast invisibility on him. And then Konos can fly up and capture one of the birds. And that's where we begin this session with me recapping exactly what is happening right at this moment. And so without further ado, here is episode 16. Konos had actually cast in invisibility on him. Konos flew up to catch one of the birds. He did an awesome job of catching one of the birds. And then he unfortunately didn't do an awesome job of taming the bird and calming it down. So it started squawking and all the other crows and ravens and other birds that were flying around up there started swarming and mobbing him. So at the same time, the crowd in line, some of them fell to their knees and started praying because of the, the now now mob of, of birds that was flying around. And Marcel decided to cast Dancing Lights surreptitiously with an excellent stealth roll, so no one knows what happened. All of a sudden, four bright orange lights appeared in the sky. 
Kono started flying toward a balcony that he saw very relatively close to him, and the lights were starting to uh, gather the, the birds around them and move away, and everyone in the courtyard with the exception of our four heroes, fell to their knees and started praying. Even the guards with the uh, bird of prey helmets on uh, are now, they close the gates and they're on their knees looking and sort of paying homage to the bird activity that is flying around. Obviously, they think the lights in the sky and the flocking birds is a sign of something. Um, What that might be, no one knows. Konos, you're standing on the balcony. You see... In the room, a it's a tower-shaped room, and it has uh, some bookcases. It has a brazier that's lit, so there's bright light in there that you can see. You also see an etching on the floor that is a very familiar eye symbol. Um, as the lights get closer to the ground, I'm going to have them all go together and form like a humanoid, vaguely female-looking figure standing on top of one of the roofs. Oh, okay. Anybody cast ventriloquism? (laughs) (laughs) I can do press digitation. (laughs) Konos, what are you doing? Well, actually, Imarin and Axley, what are you doing? I'm concentrating Uh, on invisibility. (laughs) (laughs) I am standing really confused. (laughs) I guess... Is that Konos doing that? <laughs> I don't know. Like this, this, can, this can go either way. Like, Good or ducking, bad. Tucking down, like, not really, like, kneeling down, but, like, getting low enough to not be noticed. Okay. If we were trying to not attract attention. This is not the way to do it. Not <laughs> it. Not it. I believe. I believe we had. I believe we had backed off from the church, the cathedral, and kind of mm-hmm. gone up into like a bit of an alley. Not to. Yeah. So we can a still see the place. Yeah. A little bit. Not, we're not. We weren't standing out in the middle of the open area talking beforehand, and then Kona yeah. slide up yeah. into right. the air. So. Right. Yeah. At the end of the last uh, session. Marcel had gone and spoken to someone and found that they were all waiting in line uh, and they were waiting to see High Priestess Nera. And um, Marcel inquired as to why why would you go up there if you weren't waiting to see the priestess or something and was told, well, you know, if you if you just worship the queen, then then you would go up there as a as a matter of you know, religious pilgrimage or something like that. Um, And when asked how to get in, they were told, well, you have to give them a, if you bribe them with a bird, they'll let you in, which is what got us to this point. Um, But yes, I think everybody did sort of back off into the slight alleyway. Because remember also at the same time, the guards with the patches on their shoulders were following you. So you know that you're being watched. Um, Konos. Um, Oh yeah. I'm gonna before before that, I, I am going to well, I look at the other two and go, the lights are mine. And then <laughs> and then because Thanks for the warning. <laughs> well, I was trying to help Konos. He seemed to be attracting attention up there. Uh now the <laughs> I'm not the glowy person is. <laughs> I'm gonna take out the short piece of copper wire and uh, send a message to Konos. Uh, how's it going up there? Uh, do you need help? What? 
birds, birds. Ah, get them off. Oh, <laughs> I found an open. I found an open door. I think we can get in here. I'm going to fly down and get you guys. Hang on. Okay, he's coming to us. So I guess uh, I guess the bird distraction worked. So I would. Uh, can I see where they are from up on the balcony? Uh, you can see them. Yes. You can also roll a dexterity saving throw. Oh. <laughs> Nineteen. As you are about to sort of jump off of or depart the balcony area, however you were there, I don't know if you actually landed or if you were just kind of floating because you were flying, an arrow flies and goes by by you and, like, hits the, the big tapestry curtains. And you hear, damn! And the bird is still squawking. You know, the bird that you're holding is still squawking. And then you hear, who's there? Who's there? Is that coming from inside or outside? Inside. I'm going to let the bird fly, like, go and fly until you try to shoot it into the room as I, as I fly back down. Okay. <laughs> Give whoever's in there something, to, something else to shoot at. You hear, ah! As, you, <laughs> as the bird flies away from you, it's no longer invisible, so it sort of flies into the room. And... Um, and now the whole reason you did that is for naught, because now you don't have a bird. <laughs> we have something better than a bird. We have an, an, we have an open door. Uh, how are we going to get there? I'm coming to – well, I'm flying back down towards them, so. Okay. All right. You you get down there just fine. No one – you're still invisible, so no one sees you. Yep. All right. Hey, I, I'm over here. Oh, <laughs> that's annoying. All right, really quick. So there's an open door. There's an open door up there, and there's. And I think the room, one of the rooms we're looking for, is right up there. So I'm going to grab grab you guys and fly you up there. Uh, won't that attract attention? All of us start flying through the air up into a window. If the dancing lights are still going and everyone's still praying, I think we can get up there fast enough. All right, but that means we. Oh shit! I can't do that then. What? What were you going to do? I was gonna say I can I can reduce two of us and then you can carry both of us up in one go, but that'll get rid of the dancing lights so wait, wait. the would disappear. Wait, I'm gonna I'm gonna check the, the pointing stick that's tracking the location of uh, of Emeryn's mother. Is it pointing up into the tower or is it pointing down like underground? It's still just pointing sort of directly at the cathedral. It never did point up. It doesn't give you like an indication of elevation or down or up. Well, you like, would. would it, it, you think it would, but it never did that. It only ever pointed toward the cathedral. It never sort of pointed up, even though you know that you're looking for like a wizard's tower kind of area. But now that we're close, can I check it and see if it gives any? Yeah, it's still pointing just directly huh. to the cathedral. How high up is that? Um, a couple hundred feet. It's um. We have to make our way down. It's a. It's about 150 feet up to that that balcony area that he was at. Okay. And once inside, we're going to have to traverse the tower down all the way to the bottom, possibly into a basement. Assuming it's in the basement, we have no idea where it is. Well, the this room has the eye symbols that we, you know, all over it. So I, whatever this is, this is probably important, and we've got an opportunity. Is well, empty? Distracted. This is an empty uh, room. There's at least one person and at least one bird inside of it. I'm more, wor- I'm more worried about the bird than the person. <laughs> I mean, once once we're inside, we can figure it out. Um, yeah. We can't wait to. How can you carry Axley up there? 
Uh, well, I've got a strength of 19, so could I carry everybody in one go? Probably not. Uh, you, well, not – so yes, probably, but not without – so here's what I was thinking was I'm sorry. you could actually envelop Axley, for example, like hug him and then fly up, and he's invisible too then. You drop him off at the balcony. Okay. You go so down, shuttle him, get Marcel, and then you go get Emmer. The thing is, once you drop them off at the balcony, they're no longer invisible. Okay. Because they won't be enveloped. You know, like if you're wearing, like you could wrap them around, wrap around them with your robe, and then they're invisible. Okay. But as soon as All you right. let them go, they're no longer invisible because they're not subject to the spell anymore. Okay. Okay. So my idea is, I can keep the dancing light up to keep everyone uh, distracted. You take Axley up first. Okay. All right. So I'll do Axley, then Emerin, then come back for you. I think you're going to drop. You're going to drop me in a room with someone in there. That <laughs> no, what do I do? Gonna... <laughs> on the balcony. <laughs> on the balcony. Yeah. Tried. Did it? Did it sound like it was like a person or a blue goblin that was in there? Or could I not tell? Uh, pfft, roll a survival check. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Right. I'll just. I'll just have to be prepared to deal with it if there's something in there. Yeah. That's gonna confront yeah, I mean, us. We're going in hot, so um, <laughs> seven. Uh, I mean, it's hard to tell, right? Okay. I will while we're talking about this cast major armor on myself, because uh... okay. <laughs> uh, is that is that a concentration spell? No, right? It is not. No. <laughs> Just making sure it doesn't kill your dancing lights. Yeah, no, it would be the most useless spell for any mage if mage. Right, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kona, just be aware, if you drop me in that room and I have to do something to defend myself, your invisibility is going to drop because I won't be able to concentrate on it. Good. <laughs> Good um, so how about I take Emerin first, then come back to you, then Marcel. Okay, that sounds great. You really right. want to drop Emerin oh. off up there when she's she thinks her mom might be in there? <laughs> she's gonna wait on the balcony. Yeah, <laughs> she's also might be most capable of defending herself who against whoever's in there. I mean, it. I it, it's it's like fifteen seconds for me to go each way and, and back. So it's not gonna be like oh, you're gonna be in there for ten minutes by yourself. So famous last words, but I mean, yes, yeah. of course, that yeah, sounds sure. good. What could what could go wrong? I think we're <laughs> <laughs> okay, I need a strength check. Okay. 16. Okay. Uh, so you make it up to the balcony. Uh, let me see if I can give you some dimensions. Um, man, you did not do the thing I thought you were going to do. Uh, <laughs> of course, right? Of course. This is, uh... we, we live to break DM's plans. <laughs> uh, the balcony is about 20 feet long by 10 feet wide, and it has two pillars uh, supporting it and connected to this, this sort of roof outcropping above it. Um, and there are two very large sort of window-sized areas. So that's that's sort of where you're going. There's really nothing to hide behind on that balcony other than the pillar if you want to try to hide behind the pillar Otherwise, you're going into the room. Yeah, I would just like set her down, like you know, behind the by one of the pillars, and then go back for uh, for Axley. Okay. Back as soon as I can. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and I'm like dashing using full flying movement speed to, to make this trip. Too, okay, so. uh, give me another strength check. This is mostly pro. In the formal. meantime, my my glowy figure is just like arms outspread. <laughs> okay, flapping or just outspread? <laughs> no, just like outspread. Okay. okay. Twenty-three. Okay, Imran, uh, for the for the um, thirty seconds or so that you're there, what are you doing? I'm wandering into the room. Are you really going into the room? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Like somewhat stealthily, like just trying to get a peek at whoever. Which for you, that means not stealthy at all. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I got rid of my negative one. I did. Oh, all right. So I it's see. now zero. Uh, so Imran, you see, um, when you come out of the balcony, you're kind of it's like you're crawling through a very large window, but it's more like French doors, but it's sort of hard to tell the difference in this architecture, but. Um, there are so there are uh, three rounded steps down into the room. They're very near. Na- they're uh, sort of narrow steps or thin steps, I guess. They're not like full size steps. Um, and you see four large bookcases around a cin- like the center of the room is sort of circular. Mm-hmm. And so basically, if you can imagine a round tower cut into three pieces, three equal size pieces, with a circle in the middle, uh, you're in one of those equal size pieces. And what you see is an ornate carpet that is leading to a set of double doors on one side, and then another set of double doors on the other side that does not have a carpet near it. You also see a pedestal with a brazier lit upon it. Uh, and you see a big glowing eye symbol right in front of the carpet. Do I see anyone in the room? No. I wait. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Imran, you're just waiting. Ye- yes, but like in the room, I don't have my mace out because it glows really bright. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh so are you... I have it like kind of it's ready and I'm Okay. on guard but waiting for everyone else. Okay. A a moment after you stepped into the room, uh Konos lands on the balcony with Axley. Axley, yep. Okay. All right. So, so now Axley now you're standing on the balcony and you see Imran standing inside the room of this tower. All right, I'll go inside. All right, let's get this party started. <laughs> uh, I still think caution is probably wise. <laughs> says I'm the check person. The pointy stick. Now that I'm in the tower, where does it point? Uh, down. All right. uh, so it's a, it's a ground level down the bottom floor of the tower. You like, can't. All it's pointing is down. It doesn't really tell you. The extent to how far down you have to go. Alright. Now we have to find how to go down. Uh, Konos, are you going to grab Marcel? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright. <laughs> so, describe this room. There's a glowing eye symbol, a carpet. Mm-hmm. So, it, double doors. you're in a tower. So, imagine a big round tower. Um, the diameter of the tower is it's around 70 feet. So, it's a huge a huge circular tower. And if you imagine it cut into three pieces, kind of like a peace sign almost, but without the middle spoke of the bottom peace sign, but with a circle cut out of the center of it, you're standing in one of those thirds 
and you see okay. a carpet leading to a set of double doors on one side and a car- and a not carpet but a set of double doors leading to another side and on the rounded sort of central spoke part there are four giant bookcases and there is a etched eye symbol in the floor the floor is well, wooden by waiting. the way the floor is wooden all the other um, the walls are stone the doors are wooden the floor is wooden the balcony floor is stone. Well, I'll, I'll peruse some books while we're waiting. Okay. Is there I anything that catches my eye? You can roll a perception check or an investigation check, actually. Uh, Konos? Uh, 16 on the strength check to okay. carry Marcel up. Okay, so you have no problem carrying Marcel up to the top there. As we're flying up, I'm going to have the uh, figure start, like, flapping her her arms and then, like, floating up into the sky, and then she'll disappear as I drop concentration. When she disappears, you hear people down below scream. I got a 12 for uh, perception. Okay. You hear people scream down below, and you hear chanting, and they start chanting different things in different languages and like you you hear now somebody's playing drums down there like there's a dirge being i mean it's like it's like amazing it's amazing um i'm very hard not to laugh and make uh, my ride drop me <laughs> <laughs> um actually you don't find anything um very interesting except you find you find a book a dwarvish book entitled how to cook oh okay i popped that i popped out of the bag of holding and you also find an elvish tome entitled herbal healing broths okay i popped that in the bag of holding also okay otherwise there's nothing uh there's nothing all that interesting uh that you see on that bookcase Okay, so now you're all uh, well. Uh, Konos and Marcel are on the balcony, and Imran and Axley are in the room. Um, land and step into the room. Yeah, and I'm don't step on the carpet when I go in. Okay. Is there any reaction from my necklace as we go into the room? The sigil carved onto the ground. The sigil was blue. It's now glowing amber. Amber. Yeah. That's new. What does that mean? Do we all notice also, that change of, of color? Yeah. Do we notice? Yeah, it's You're really right. it's really obvious. Uh, what's going on? <laughs> now, Marcel, did you walk in yet, or you're just on the balcony? I. Well, do I see the the change as I like land on the balcony and look inside? When you land on the balcony, you see that it turns from a blue to an amber. Um. Hey guys, um, I have a bad feeling about this. They might know we're here. Um, what do you think the lights might have not given that away? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this was way too easy. I feel well, like that yeah. was like open. Well, let's not wait around. We know we got to go down. So right. the problem is in this whole giant tower where the chances we're not going to encounter anyone as we traverse it all the way to the bottom. How are we going to make our way? 
walk over to the door with the carpet and kind of lean down and listen and see if I can hear anything. Uh, roll me a perception check. Marcel, are you going inside? Not yet, no. Okay. Uh, 19. You don't hear anything. I crack the door open. It's let locked. Me, uh, let me go down the stairs a little ways and see if the coast is clear. The door's locked. There are no stairs. You don't see any stairs. Has anybody that's got a lockpick? That's the central door, right? The one that goes to the core of the tower? There's two doors. There's there's two doors. So if you if you imagine a circle cut into three equal pieces, that so there's so that means there's a spoke coming out from the center cutting those pieces. The doors are in the spokes, not in the center. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. So we have to Yeah, okay. We have to go side sideways. Let's try the other door on the other side. Yeah, check check the other door. Sure. I go over to the other door and listen. Is Marcel inside yet or still on the balcony? No. <laughs> I'm like hovering on the edge outside, just like, yeah, so what's behind the other door? Because we're going to have to run once I get inside. Emeryn, uh, roll me a... Um, are, so you said you're checking the door. Are you actually listening at the door or I'm you're checking it for, to see if it's locked? Okay. Roll a perception check. Ooh, not as good. Eight. You hear flapping noises. Good. Oh, good. I check to see if it's locked. It is unlocked. I look back to everybody. <laughs> and I so? open the door. Just a crack. <laughs> just to look inside. Uh, as you open the door, a so big black bird flies at you. Good. And it's Great. squawking. Quack, quack, quack. And... Uh, it it's trying to, I mean, ba- basically it's heading to where the light, you know, when you open the door, the light shine, shone through from where you're at into the other room. And that's what mm-hmm. caused it to come towards you. And it's trying to get past you. Uh, so the question I... is, do you open the door more to let it through or do you <laughs> not? <laughs> Just let it out. What? It'll fly out. Konos, didn't okay. you say there was someone in this room? I, yeah. I I let it out. Okay. Open the door. Must have left. Uh, I know that's what I'm worried about. They're going to tell people there was somebody on the balcony. Konos, roll me a animal handling check. Okay. <laughs> Mama, fourteen. It lands on your shoulder. Huh. Okay. <laughs> Even though I'm still invisible. But it's, yes, uh, it. Le- it can see you. I mean. What? <laughs> okay. Now you see a bird sitting on, well, actually, Nothing. when it yeah. when it landed on Konos, it became invisible, actually, <laughs> to, to all of you. But you can hear it squawking. Konos, did you make a new friend? Someone's going to uh, be jealous. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, shush. This In- is everything I ever wanted. <laughs> Imran, the room that you're looking at, it has, uh, it's smaller than the room that you're all in. And it has a little tiny wooden table with two chairs. And it has a big sort of queen size bed. There's like a bearskin rug on the ground. But it's kind of a nasty, like greasy. 
it's not like a nice fluffy bearskin rug. It's kind of gross. There's also like a, a, a love seat kind of fluffy chair thing against the other wall. And there is an armoire next to the bed. Otherwise, it doesn't look like there's anything else in that room. Of course, you're just standing at the door with the door sort of half cracked open. So there are no lights on in that room, but that's what you can see. I mean, it's very obviously a bedchamber of some sort. Right. Not the room we want. And I close the door and walk back over to the other one. All and right. So here's a, I don't think we need to pick the lock. But I'm all the way out what? on the balcony still. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was getting at. Once I go inside, I think that door's going to open for us. Why? Uh, well, you saw the change in the color of the, the sigil, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think I have the key to that door on me right now. And um, it'll let us in. Uh, it'll probably alert people that we're coming. So uh, we'll have to just move really quickly and prepare for possible fight. So is everyone ready? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, that throws a wrench in things. I mean, we do have our backup plan for leaving, right, Konos? Yes, we do. It will mean we lose the curiosity, though. But um, we'd also lose that stupid sword. Maybe. Oh wait, no. We put the sword in the in the bag of holding, didn't we? No, no, no. I didn't think we it did was, because okay. we were because afraid of it. We left it in. Because yeah. if to get it out, then you have to touch it. Oh, and yeah. the touch whole it. idea right. was nobody so wants to touch the curiosity. it. So yeah, we'd lose the curiosity, but we'd also lose the sword. <laughs> I don't um, think Axley's very happy about that. You're taking away Axley's toy. <laughs> I mean, not the sword, oh, but the, the curiosity. The <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't want to lose the curiosity either. And if we can manage to get out of here, um, oh. it, we'll see what happens. But, um, yeah, right, whenever you're ready. I'm as ready as I'm going to be. <laughs> Nobody can disguise themselves, can they? Nope. Uh, unfortunately not. I have a Quick question. Is, um, are Latrinians small or medium creatures? Medium, I think, because your average height is in the four-foot range. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm four feet one. Yeah. So, and I think I was on the smaller side. Okay, that's important just because of a spell I have that lets me take someone who's my size or smaller, so... If I'm small, then... So, so. yeah, technically, technically your size is medium. Because, okay, because so I'm they're, on the smaller side yeah. of medium, but I'm, I right. still count as a medium creature. Yes, you count good. as a medium creature, yeah. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> are, are y'all hearing this? Anyway. <laughs> Does anyone in the party have Dimension Door? I, I do. I'm out of spell slots, but I have it. <laughs> so no. <laughs> so no. <laughs> This was not well Excellent. thought out. Um, All right, let's do this. Let's go. All right, let's see what happens. I step into the room. <laughs> when you step into the room, uh, the eye symbol turns purple. Oh, see, that's the color I was expecting. 
<laughs> What's the amber mean then? I don't know. <laughs> Proximity? I just remember that when we went into the other room, the, the lens thing turned purple, not amber. Anyways, um, I'm going to go try the door. Please. Okay, it, it opens for you. See? Soldier. Okay. So as the door opens and you walk in, uh, four braziers that are each sitting at the corner of a big statue light up. And so the only thing in this room, there is a set, there's a, a large door that leads to the middle chamber, which you're assuming now is where the stairs would be because there are no stairs in this room. And inside the middle of this room, there's nothing in this room except for a statue. And you see a statue of a four-legged creature that has the body shape of a dog and the skull shape of a dog with a snout that's kind of elongated. But the problem is that the thing is so emaciated and skinny that the skin is on the bones and covering the muscles in a way that lets you see all of the underlying structure. And coming out of the bottom of the chin, the back where the jaw is meeting the rest of the skull, there are two big spines. And out of the back of the head, there are several large spines where the ears would be. There's a couple of little spines. And on the shoulders, there are two enormous spines, and then in between them, a, an enormous patch of spines. And all of the spines sort of flow back to the back of the creature. It's almost like it would be a mane of hair, except it's these enormous spines. There's also spines coming off of the wrist of the beast, swooping back. The legs are bent at a sort of odd angle, showing an extreme extremely long toe with a claw on it. The thing has enormous teeth. It has a very long tail with a spike at the end. This thing is huge. It's like a very, very large dog. And it is scary looking. Okay. Mm. I don't like that. Neither do I. That's the statue. Hey, look, look, it's the hound. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That statue sitting with all of its spikes sort of raised up. And there are four braziers, one at each corner. And as you walk into the room, they are lit and they are giving off a purplish glow. Were they lit before we entered? No, when the door opened, they lit up. Okay. Um, and there is a door to your left, which is where the center spoke uh, or the center axis of the tower would be. And there is a door there. How closely does this statue resemble the dog creature we saw back in the in the amber in the temple in the coral in the temple the mud temple? It matches it exactly. Okay, nobody touch it. Yeah, I'm gonna head for the door. <laughs> I, I Actually, think we should follow Marcel because I'm kind of hoping that thing is like you're one of us. We're not gonna attack you, so I think we should all just yeah. follow Marcel. Yep. Yeah, I'll go first. I'll go and uh, open the door. Okay, and when you open the door, there is a spiral staircase. It goes up and down. So we're going down, right? Okay, yep. let's go down. 
Um, Marcel. Really? Yeah. You get the feeling it would be a good idea to go up. <laughs> oh, no. Actually, the bar is still asking you to go down or still pointing you in the down direction. I just feel like it would be a good idea, not like an impulse to go That's up. That's right. right. Absolutely right. Okay. You, you're, you're getting an idea that up would be a good place to go. Right. Let's go down, I say, as I'm looking up. <laughs> Can I tell how high the stairs go? Uh, from your vantage point, it probably maybe two more floors, maybe like 20, 20 feet more up there, because they're about 10, 10 foot high ceilings. Okay. Is, it, is there any light inside the shaft of the staircase yeah there's one light on the uh eastern wall okay right down we go We're okay following you everybody's going down yep mm-hmm. okay uh you go down about 10 or 15 feet and there is a door that is facing in the mostly southerly direction and the stairs continue down so you can either go through that door or you can keep going south which way is the thick point Still down. Okay, down. Down we go. Okay, you go down about 10 or 15 more feet, and now there's a door sort of to the north. The stick still is pointing down. Go down. down. Okay, you get down about another 10 or 15 feet, and you're at the bottom, and there is a door, double doors off to the south. Is it still pointing down? It is. Hmm. That's the end of this staircase. I listen at the door. Roll me a perception check. <laughs> uh, that's a seven. <laughs> uh, you don't hear anything. I don't hear anything. Maybe there's another staircase somewhere. Or maybe we should go to the top. No, that doesn't what? make any sense. Should we be? <laughs> what do you think's up there? I don't know. I just had this like good feeling about going up. But that seems like opposite of where we're looking for... Uh, M's mum, so let's check this room, I guess. Unless this is, like, where all the kobolds or uh, goblins are waiting for us. That sounded horribly unassuring. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you want to listen, be my guest. I mean... There has to be another staircase down somewhere. Yeah, either that or there's, like, a teleport circle at the top that takes you to the bottom. (laughs) If... Again, I feel like what you're wearing is going to be telling us where we're supposed to go. Like, do we trust it that much? Or is it just like a... Well, that's why we're going down and not up. But, I don't know. I mean, if I were an important person, I would want to put my personal room at the very top. But the lab is down, so... I don't know. Do we check this room before we try going up? This is the only door down here. This one in front of us, double door. Yeah, I mean you're in the stairwell, so. Yeah. And the stairwell doesn't go down anymore. Correct. I check it to see if it's locked. It is not. I'm gonna just very slowly, very quietly push it open. A crack. You see a statue next to it. Like as you open the door, you see that there's a statue to the side of the door. If you were if you were outside of where you are and you were facing the door, you would see a statue to your left and to your right. Okay. 
and you see a, a set the room opens up into a larger space of course it's still the circular area of a tower uh, but there's also a door in front of the door that you're opening are they the same like dog statues no this statue is actually um a statue of a woman a young woman humanoid mostly human features but you can't really see a lot of details because you've barely got the door open a crack uh and it's dark there's some, some bird imagery so feathers and whatnot by the way since you've been walking that bird that's on Konos's shoulder <laughs> has not made a peep. Good. It listened. So, what do you see? Different kinds of statues, not terrifying statues, but statues. And a door. Bird statues? Uh, woman statues. Woman statues. Well, that mm, might be going into the like Raven Queen temple part. That's kind of what I was thinking. Because how, I, how much vote we go up? Are there any other doors or stairways in this room? Where no, the stairway? Oh, it's in the room. You see. In the room across, there's just the door. I mean, we can check the door to see if there are more stairs. My thing is, if these guys are hiding in this huge ass temple, they're they can't move. They can't afford to move around too much. Like I don't think the Raven Queen is uh, allies with. The guys were after. Hmm. I mean, we can always come back down. Actually, yeah. that that rod is still telling you that it's down, not up. Mm-hmm. It's very my, clear. My there's is, no there's no ambiguity. My thing is maybe up there there is something that takes us down. Down. Yeah, I feel like this is like a mage tower trick of the mind type thing where you're going to go up and you're going to end up being down. <laughs> and there may be a portal at the top or something. Or maybe there's towers. <laughs> <laughs> That's how mage towers work, right? <laughs> I mean, it's either that, or maybe the top has another staircase that goes even lower, right? Okay, like a let's, secret let's staircase. Let's let's go up, Konos and Axley. What do you think? I I have no idea about the layout of this place. I was just thinking if I change the, if I use my robe, I might be able to see through your mother's eyes and maybe see more, get more information about where she is right now. Well, you're invisible, Konos. Why don't you just go ahead and look, look through that door and see if there's another staircase. We're at the bottom. Okay. I can do that. All right. I'll try to sneak into the room quietly. Okay. You want to roll me a stealth check? Oh, dear. Natural 20. (laughs) Okay. So the room, um, it also has a carpet that is leading to the door that you're that you're coming out of, but the carpet instead of, you know, having those sort of eye symbols and and different sort of nefarious looking symbols, it has a large feather of a bird on it. The t- there are two statues flanking the door that you're coming out of, and they are both statues of a relatively young human woman. At least it looks human. Uh, and there's sort of bird imagery all over the, the robes and cloaks that she's wearing. Um, it looks relatively peaceful. On the sides of both statues, uh, where a spoke would come out of the middle, uh, there are doors leading to the other side of the tower. There's also a door right in front of or right up directly across from where you're coming out of the door that presumably leaves the tower. 
Okay, so a door sort of straight in front of me and then a mm-hmm. door to my left and my right, basically? Correct. Okay. Um, otherwise, otherwise, there's a lot of little sort of temple imagery in this room. There's a, a small pedestal with a bowl that has sort of some incense burning in it. And there's, uh, you know, some uh, braziers that are unlit right now. But you, you could see that it's sort of a small temple-like room. Okay. I'll whisper back. It's, it looks clear. There's three other sets of doors in here. Okay. I think we should keep going. Keep exploring. Come on in. Until he, until he ruled out that there's no staircase down. Okay. And I'll and I'll take a listen at one of the sets of double doors. Okay. Roll me a perception check. Uh, four. Um, I want to listen to the door with the uh carpet in front of it. No, the door with the carpet in front of it is the one that you're coming out of. Oh, okay. Okay. I I would have gone to the doors to the left. Okay. On, so. Uh, and what'd you roll as your perception? Four. You don't hear anything. <laughs> okay. I'll go to the one across then and listen to that one. Okay. The one to the right or the one oh the one directly across from the door you came out yeah, of? Yeah, the one directly across. Okay. Well, roll me a perception check. <laughs> <laughs> Eight. Uh, you hear what sounds like bells ringing off in the distance. Okay. Probably not this one. I'll go check the last door. Roll me a perception check. Wow, we're all so on edge. <laughs> we can hear our hearts pounding in our ears. Uh, that was... And that's drowning out everything else, right? <laughs> I rolled a nine. <laughs> hey, it's the best out of all of us so far. My first roll was really good. You don't hear anything. Do any more like glyphs light up when Marcel enters the room? Nope. In I'm fact, there there me. are there are no eye glyphs anywhere here. That's that's my that's my whole thing. We're like out of the right. cult or whatever's area. This is not. This is Raven Queen territory. What do you and think? If we get excellent. caught here, we're in big trouble. Not for the right reasons. <laughs> we can't fight whoever we find here without getting in big shit. <laughs> right. I don't mind killing goblins and and. Uh, bad guys, but uh, I don't want to piss off a god. Let's not do that, please. I mean, it kind of looks like she's on our side. Maybe. We have a bird that really likes Konos. Konos, can you talk to it? Can you understand me, bird? (laughs) Yes, I can talk to it. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't want to talk back, apparently. Ah! <laughs> uh, well, you have to tell it one call for yes, two call for no, or else how is it going to communicate with you? <laughs> They're smart birds, you know. All right, bird. One squawk for yes, two squawks for no. Are there any weird cultists running around in this temple somewhere? It puts its wings out and starts going. Gah, 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 gah. It doesn't know how to count. All right. Yeah. Okay. We didn't say about six. All right. All right. Shush. shush. <laughs> I'm going to want to try one of these doors or go work our way back up. It starts, I, pe- I vote starts pecking at your eye patch. No, no, no. Do not. <laughs> <laughs> I vote go up. Actually. I still think it's pointing down unless there's a reason to not think that there's a staircase down here. I think we need to rule that out. Konos? Yeah, I kind of think we should go keep looking for like, the most direct route. 
fight right. is down, so keep going for a staircase. Well, I'll peek through the door I'm at. I'll do the same. Um, okay, which door? Let's see. Are I you th- opening them both at the same time? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think I was on the right side. He was on the left side. I was on the left. Uh, yeah. Okay. I thought you were. On, I think you were on the forward one. No, uh, I was on that was Imarin. Okay. Uh, so okay, so let's do. Um, you open the door, and you see a sort of half circle room. And there are a bunch of small beds lined up all on the ground. And you hear some very gentle snores now. Do I see any stairs? Nope. I will, as quietly as possible, try to close the door. Okay. Marcel, you're opening the other one. Mm -hmm. You open the door and you see a long table with several chairs around it, like a big mess hall dining table. And there are three humanoids with their heads on the table, snoring softly, sitting in chairs with food all around them. They have blue skin. Why aren't they sleeping at the table? (laughs) Do I I see any other, like, exits from that room or staircases or anything? Nope. It's just the the way we came in. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, I will softly close the door, turn to the others. No staircase. (laughs) Nothing here either. Just people asleep. Yeah. Okay, so we got two sleeping chambers. The other one probably leads out into, like, the temple area. I mean, we could explore the rest of the temple, or we can go up. But there's still like we should go up. Unless there's a hidden staircase. I think the hidden staircase is at the top. It was only what two floor two more floors back up from where we came in. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. take yeah, I guess we can take a quick look. Nobody yeah. so far no one's no seems to know we're here, so we might as well just eliminate it. I don't know about that, but they're letting us through <laughs> nonetheless. I'm gonna go back up. I'm gonna yeah. start up. So no nobody opened the door across from you? I'm just I'm just verifying. I'm not suggesting. I'm just making right. sure. I didn't I okay. don't think it's <laughs> smart. Yeah. There might be guards or anything something like if it mm-hmm. goes into the temple area, it might be mm-hmm. there might be even if it's just acolytes and they're gonna be like, Who are you? Could be a problem. And worst case scenario, we can always come back down. Yeah. Yep. Let's go up. Woo. I start back up. <sighs> Up is always so much more work. <laughs> well, it's leg day. That's. <laughs> Have you ever tried going upstairs with these dubby little legs? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Miss your water servant. So you're just going to go all the way up the middle stairs. Mm-hmm. I mean, back in other where, words, back you're. Back where you're came from. Yeah, you're not going to um, check the other floors. Is I guess what I'm saying. No, not for now. Okay. Right yeah. So I think we're like we had, we come down like we came down I think three floors if I'm counting right, and then there was at least one more floor before we got to the the top, the very top. Yeah. So Working you're we're adventurers. So right now you're at the point where you came in. You're on the the fourth floor. 
You just walked up four up. flights. Okay. Uh, you walk. You walk up ten or fifteen feet, and you reach a point where there is a door, a set of doors out to the south, and the stairs keep going up. Do I still feel like it would be a good idea to go up? Yeah. I keep going up. I follow myself. Yep. Follow. Just say you. You seem to have a sense of where you're going, so wait. You let us know when we're there. Okay. Uh, at the top, there's a set of uh, double doors leading out to the north. There's a ceiling about 15 feet above you, and there's no light on this in the stairway on this side. I will lean towards the door and see if I can hear anything. Roll me a perception check. Hey, that was better. 16. Uh, you hear snores. Again? Mm-hmm. Why is everybody asleep? <laughs> I don't know. It's not nighttime, is it? Nope. Okay. And there were. I mean, it's constantly in a state of twilight yeah. here, but it's mm-hmm. not nighttime, technically. It's midday. Great. That's weird. It feels like a trap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this. Alright, well, um, I will open the door very quietly. Okay. Let me lower left himself. Nah, he's busy. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, he's busy. (laughs) I just have to look something up. We saw him with an army of undead things. Clearly that can't be in this tower. I mean, he can travel. I'm gonna poke Konos' bird. You can't see it. He's still invisible. He's still invisible? Yeah. Yeah, if you want to turn that off, you can, actually. And he might as well keep it up for now. Well, <laughs> it, might, it might come in happy. It, it might come in handy, not happy. <laughs> <laughs> it might come in It might come in happy, you know. You never know. <laughs> Apparently, I've got autocorrect on in my brain, too. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's a new expression. I haven't heard that before. Oh, okay. It might come in happy. Yep, that's a a Latrinian expression. (laughs) Nice. Uh, I need everyone to make me a DC 10 dexterity save. Good. Oh, good. We differ. No. Looks I like. thought I thought we were fine. Twenty-one. I have, I'm the one opening it too. A lot. A seven. <laughs> Double check. Twenty-two. I rolled a ten. Oh, God. Okay, so Imarin is the only one that uh, yeah. gets hit with a poison dart. Oh, good. Right in her shoulder, and you're gonna take. Well, clearly, uh, two of us are too short. The other one's invisible, so... <laughs> uh, Imran takes seven damage and is now poisoned. That's good. And when the poison dart was activated, a loud tone echoed out. And you hear, what, 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 what? And you hear the sound of something scrambling, like, to... to wake up and stand up. I immediately enter the room and look for whoever's waking up. 
uh, you see three blue-skinned goblins getting up and poking each other and trying to wake themselves out of their own stupor. I I kind of close the door a bit behind me, so I'm the only one visible. when I go, you sleeping on the job? How could you? Roll me a deception check. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Why? Uh, that's a 12. <laughs> uh, they... Uh, one of them says, who are you? And the other one elbows that one and says, sorry, boss. We just got bored. There's nothing going on in here. As you can see, look how safe we've kept it. Uh-huh. What about the bird? What bird? The bird that was flapping around down there. I don't know anything about no bird. One of them goes, but remember that? And then he, the other one elbows him from the other side. Remember the what? Nothing. There was a swarm of birds outside. A swarm of birds out there. If you look out, you could see it. So nothing's happened in here? Nope. What about the way to the lab? What do you mean? And they well, sort of sort of looks around. And if you look around, you'll notice you're in the lab. Oh, I'm in the lab. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good to know. <laughs> Sorry, you stepped in. I didn't describe anything. (laughs) Um, Is Emran's mom in there? Nope. I mean, the other lab. The one goblin's eyes get really big. Uh, uh, what other lab? I don't know what you're talking about. I've never guarded the other lab. Is he telling the, can I tell if he's telling the truth? You can roll an insight check. (sighs) (laughs) Oh, hey, look, that was a big number. Uh, that's uh, th- 21. Yeah, seems like he's telling the truth. <laughs> Does it seem like either of the others know what I'm talking about? No, they're, like, confused. Okay. Other than, than the fact that the mom is missing, does this look more or less like what we've seen? Oh, yeah, it's exactly the room that you saw. What the... Except there's nothing, nothing in the cage. Huh... Is there any other exits from this room besides the one I came in from? Nope. I mean, out windows, but that's not... Yeah. The windows are covered by a sheen of magical force. Hmm. Uh, And there is a teleportation sigil next to the cage. The empty cage. The empty cage. Is there also, like, the pedestal with the book that we had seen in the other one? The pedestal is there book is not there is a piece of parchment on the pedestal though Mm. how long has it been since someone came to check on you people uh 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 all day i don't i didn't know i was supposed to keep time one day two days a lot of time sometime that's why you're not the boss. I walk over towards the pedestal. <laughs> <laughs> there is a piece Can of parchment. Can we hear this conversation it. through the door? Probably. I was say, I'm like. You're probably yeah. You're they're there with glasses, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> trying to listen at the door. There is a piece of parchment on the uh, pedestal. Can I? Does it have writing on it? It does not look like it has writing on it. So it just looks like a blank piece of paper. Correct. Has Larillac been here? 
uh, uh, boss was here. Boss was here. Uh, some time ago. What about the lady? What lady? The intruder. Uh, uh, I don't, uh, uh, he said, he said it was time. So he took her. So I guess, I guess they left together. I wasn't really paying attention. I'm sorry, boss. I'm sorry. He tells us not to pay attention to him. We're not supposed to pay attention and watch what he's doing. So we were looking the other way. Yeah, well, when I turned, she was gone, too, and so was he. And he went through the teleport circle, right? I guess. (sighs) I'm not allowed to look at him. Uh Uh-huh. Well, tell you what. He doesn't want us to see how old he's getting. Well, you know, that happens. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's not polite to look at old people. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, the wrinkles aren't very good. And I don't want you guys looking at me because you're absolutely useless. And also, I saw three of you asleep down in the dining room. And I don't like that either. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. The other ones sleep. Well, you three are going to go down there and wake them up. Okay, okay, all the way down to the dining room. Yep. One, one, of, around, one, of, one of them pipes up down. and one of them pipes up and says, "Oh, good. I hope breakfast is still there." Actually, it is. Oh, good, good. Let's go. Right. Uh, they go to go towards the door. If I hear them coming, I'm going to try to hide behind where the door would open so they don't see me. Okay. I'm still they won't see me anyway. Yeah, you're invisible. <laughs> That's what I'm doing I'm behind the door. Actually, <laughs> is there enough room behind the door for three of us? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I'll need a stealth check from all of you, except for oh Konos. God. Konos is invisible. Konos just hug Axley. I don't even know where I'm taking my stats as a girl. Oh, that's a 17. <laughs> nice. That's not bad. I did tell them to not look anywhere but down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nineteen. Okay. Uh, Konos, give me an animal handling check. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Another zero. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, as the goblins open the door and go to go down the stairs, the bird starts going. And it flies up. So to the goblins, it appears out of nowhere. (laughs) And you hear them say, oh, no, the queen's after us again. And they dart down the stairs and they run so fast. You hear one of them trip and fall down a few stairs. And then, yeah, so it's like a comedy of errors getting down all the stairs. Denny Hill music starts. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and now they're gone you hear them you hear them down there run 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 and you hear some doors slam i'll move into the room (laughs) i'm gonna say i want to look at this lab yeah uh so the lab it's uh circular it takes uh the entire floor so as in all the other floors there were spokes separating different regions of the floor this one is completely open except for the middle stairwell part um, there are tables with sort of uh, alchemical-looking equipment 
There's the pedestal with the piece of parchment on it. There is a humongous teleportation-style circle, although it has a lot of different lines in it. It looks uh, extremely active. It also has some numbers etched around the edges. And what else would you like to know? Uh, is there any specific details that you're trying to find? or Are there any more of those uh, lenses spinning around on, on anything? Actually, no. More? There is there is no lens in this room. Okay. Uh, do any of you know like magic stuff? Because there's a blank piece of parchment here on this pedestal where the book used to be. Okay. Is there a spot where a lens would be? It's just missing, like we've seen in those other places. You can roll me a perception check. Thirteen. Um, you don't see a pedestal like you've been seeing on the other lenses, but as you're looking around and you're kind of looking for that, you do notice a spot on one of the lab tables where there is a small amethyst that is shaped almost like a lens, although not quite. And it's very small, relatively speaking. Okay, I'll pick it up. It's the same exact shape, so you think it's in some way related. Hmm. Like a monocle kind of size? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Okay. I'll try looking through it like a monocle. Uh, when you look through it, you see Marcel is outlined in this shimmering amethyst-colored light and just glowing, especially whatever necklace is around their neck. Uh, and everyone yeah, okay. else just looks normal. Okay, I'll survey the rest of the room. Okay. Uh, the teleportation circle is glowing very, very brightly purple. And the, right. piece of, the piece of paper on the pedestal is glowing purple. Okay. I'll, I'll go try to look oh. at the paper then. And by the way, you can see <clears throat> Konos when you look at him through that lens. Um, okay. I'll go help with the paper and see if I can figure out what's magical about it. Okay. Uh, it just looks like a piece of parchment. Here, can I see the paper? It's just on the pedestal. Okay. All right. Uh, Now that I'm close to the paper, I'll look at it through the lens. Um, You see that it has some numbers written on it. Oh, no. Oh, I see numbers on the paper when looking through this lens. What are the numbers? Uh, (laughs) The numbers are... The numbers are one five six nine nine six five one zero two eight 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 two zero eight five three two two three five eight six one seven four. These are all the same numbers that we've already gotten before in the poem, right? Mm-hmm. Do those correspond with the numbers that are by the on the ground by the teleportation circle? Uh, yes, and a lot. There are a lot more on the teleportation circle as well around it. They're around that perimeter of it. Okay. So the pointer is still pointing straight down under the tower. Yep. Yeah. Are we thinking that this teleportation circle goes somewhere there? How would we even Most use it? Does anyone, does anyone have an idea how we would use the, circle, the teleportation circle? I step into the circle. That was a really long pause, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> You're making Uh-oh. me rethink my decision. Uh-oh. I see a pain look on the DM's face. Emmerin disappears. Oh. Whoa, hey. Shit, where'd you go? Okay, I'm running through. <laughs> yep. 
Imarin, uh, you find yourself in a an oddly shaped room that has eyes carved all over the walls. So the room that you find yourself in is roughly rectangle, except the four card the four corners are stepped in. So the floor, the room comes out about five or ten feet, about ten feet wide, and then it steps out by five feet and then comes in and then it steps out again and then it steps out again. And at its full width away all the way across this area, it's about um, 40 feet across and it's about 50 feet long. And then it starts stepping in again. The middle portion of the room is filled with these uh, posts which have chains and manacles hanging from them, as well as whips and uh, what looked like some torture devices hanging on the walls. And the floor is covered in blood. Some of it is pooling and fresh, and some of it is dark and dried. After the room steps out, if you were coming from the west and you're traveling to the east, when you look at the room, there's four large pillars. And on either side, north and south, there are steps up about 10 feet. And then there's a ten, you know, there's a, a five foot wide passageway about 20 feet long that goes to the other end of the room. So that if you were in the pit with the torture devices, with the posts, if you were stuck in there, there could be someone standing to the north or to the south or to the east. They would be standing 10 feet higher than the person on the manacles, and they would be looking down at the blood-filled, blood-soaked floor. The eastern side of the room has an enormous cage in it, uh, probably 10 foot by 10 foot, and behind that cage is a statue sitting on top of a two-step round pedestal. And that statue is one of those familiar dog statues that you have seen. Standing next to the cage, to the north of the cage is a person that you recognize. He's wearing robes. He's holding a book in his hand and flipping through the pages. The exits to this room, there happens to be a door on the northern wall, sort of in the middle between where the steps come up, you know, the the walkway, sort of catwalk area that goes to the eastern portion, which would could be considered kind of a balcony, although there's no railings on anything in here. There is a door to the north. And there is a cage in front of the statue uh, with someone laying in it. And standing next to the cage is a human figure in robes looking at a book, like paging through the book. And as you appear... You hear him say, ah, yes, I've been waiting for you. And he closes the book and he turns towards you. And it is the person that you recognize from the image of the person writing the manta ray leading the undead army. And also from the original scene that you saw in the lens. He's a humanoid. He has a big scar on his face. He's wearing a helmet that has some kind of intricate symbology on it. There's an eye symbol necklace around his neck. His robes are blue and purple. I have my mace out. <laughs> uh, what are the rest of you doing? I, I immediate as you, soon as I see everyone disappear, I'm running for the portal as well. Okay. What about Konos? Yeah, I'll follow. 
actually. I'm going to exclaim, when this is over, we're going to have to have a family meeting and impulsivity, and I'll go through the, yep. the circle. Uh, momentarily, uh, all of you pop up behind Imran around her situated uh, in that same room. You notice that there's... Um, Oh my god, I'm so um, stressed out. Everything is tense. I'm stressed. So who wants to rewind the campaign to the last <laughs> save file and go kill the pound first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we do a quick yeah. save. Yeah. 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 When the DM goes like this, I'm like, oh man, things are about to happen. Yeah. We'll just, we'll just save a file here and then go back to that other one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have my good spells equipped. I'm so also... in trouble. Why not? We knew we were going into trouble. No, I didn't because we literally <laughs> just like went. We were having like interrogations at the village, and then we went mm-hmm. here. So nothing is prepared. I was prepared oh, that's for interrogation. We, we, you guys had some spells used up too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think we would have had enough time to like a short rest either before before we left or in transition. Right in front of that statue is where there's a cage with uh, a humanoid laying in it. Right next to that cage uh, toward the north would be where your friend is standing. Can I see, like, the person in the cage? I don't even know why I need to, but I want to take a, like, see if I can see her. I mean, you see someone in roby like clothing laying in the cage. You can't, you're not close enough to see. I call out. Ignore Ignoring what our lack. Just call it mom. <laughs> the figure sits up. Emeryn? <sighs> well, I brought them, boss, and I start walking towards the cellar stairs. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Wait, Say what? That. <laughs> <laughs> He says, oh. Towards the cellar and stairs. Oh, who are you? I don't remember recruiting you into my upper echelon. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I mean, you have so much to do. You, you, it's understandable if you forget some of us. <laughs> and I kind of, like, pull the, 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 the amulet out so that it's visible. It's glowing really brightly. And I'm still walking towards him via the southern stairs. Okay. Is there another teleportation symbol on, sim, uh, circle anywhere on the ground where we are appearing in this room? Nope. Okay. That was a one way trip. Can I try to sneak quietly sneak towards the cage if I'm still invisible? Sure. Okay, I'll use the northern stair. Okay. Imran, what are you doing? Um... Well, I was going to fire a spell at him, but uh, Marcel has caught me off guard, so I'm holding, hoping that they are trying to deceive him. I'm holding with just tears in my eyes, just shaking, like legit shaking. Axley, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just delay and see how this plays out. <laughs> okay, fair. Uh, as Marcel is walking closer to him, he leans over and opens the cage, and he says, I have an offer for you, Imarin. Oh, no. 
I do not stop walking as he's talking. Your mother can go free. Your friend there next to you can take her and you replace her. Konos, roll me a perception check. Also, Marcel as well. Hey, let's try rolling that in the dice tray, please. (laughs) (laughs) Dice is as jumpy as me. Uh, 19. Perception 15. Uh, As the two of you get closer to him, you see that he is really, really wrinkly. And he smells. He's giving off an odor that's a very nasty kind of odor. I want to go all the way up to him. Okay. He says, don't don't block the cage. I'm trying to make a deal here. Listen and learn. What say you, Imran? Marcel, what are you doing? (laughs) What do you want with her? Her mother. Okay. I want to, like, go and grab her mother. Uh, As you try to go into the cage, he puts his arm out. He says, you can't go in the cage. Only in the I just want to touch her, even if it's between the gate, like the cage uh, things. I just want to touch her. Yeah, you can touch her. Okay, as soon as I'm touching her, I'm thunderstepping away. She she tries to uh, slink away from you because you have this big glowing necklace on. So I will need a dexterity check from you. Uh Oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to cast a spell until I'm holding her, though. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, dexterity check? Yeah. Uh, 19. Okay. Uh, Thunderstep takes you how far? Uh, my Thunderstep can take me 90 feet. Okay, where so do you want to go? I can go all the way behind Emeryn with her mother. Okay, all right. That also does 3d10 thunder damage to Lairlac. <laughs> okay. <does> succeed. <laughs> What's the a, save? Uh, constitution saving throw. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, oh my sorry. god. Uh, how, what's, what's the, how far does that reach? Because I might be getting hit by this too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, no. I hope you weren't that close. It's 10 feet from my spot. Okay. A con save, you said? Yeah, con save. Okay. Uh... All right, what's the DC? Uh, my DC is 15. All right, come on, baby. DM needs a new pair of shoes. Nat <laughs> <laughs> 20. Oh. oh. Okay. So um, how much I'm damage does that. he take then? He takes... Because he still takes half, half or something, right? Okay. Half, yeah. He takes half. Um, All right. That's 17 17 damage. Holy crap. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a boom that can be heard up to 300 feet away. Oh, does it deafen you? It might deafen uh, Konos. I mean, it might deafen whoever's left behind. <laughs> I don't know. I've never actually played with that. It does not say anything about deafening. Yeah. Okay. It just says it, the thunder, because it, it's a boom of thunder that happens yeah. when I thunderstep, and yeah. it can be heard quite a way away. Okay. Uh, when that boom goes off, Imran, your mace glows even brighter than you've ever seen it glow before. Okay. Konos, Konos you hear nothing. You hear <laughs> ringing in your ears. Oh, boy. Also, uh, did you make your save to avoid that damage? Uh, I'll roll one now. I did not have okay. one. Nope. Okay. That one. Oh, oh ouch. Boy. 
Yeah. 17 thunder damage. Yep. Didn't know you were there. <laughs> True, you didn't. <laughs> um, he turns and he says, uh, I should have known that you were with him. Of course. Emerin, I am still making you the offer. If you would take her place, I will guarantee her safety out of this place. He puts his, I'm looking around he put, for Kona. He reaches his arm out as though he's asking you to come take his hand. Me too, because I was expecting Konos to be back here so we could get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see Konos. I want to hit him so bad. Wait, oh, I know, I want to oh, hit him, but I have nothing to hit him with. Is there, is there a glowing portal on this side? Like a, another gate? No? Actually, I... Is the cage, is the cage still oh. open? It is open, yes. How far away is he? Well, you haven't moved, right? So he is, he's uh, 45 feet from you and 10 feet high. So he's at an angle up above because you're still on the ground floor. I'm going to cast Wall of Ice and just lock him off. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Where are you casting this? Just like right in front of him, like as close to him as I can possibly get so that he's like shoved back into the statue towards the statue. Yeah. Towards the statue. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm looking at Axiom being like, we kind of need Konos. Where is he? So wall of ice. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I can form it into a hemispherical dome or a sphere with Mm -hmm. a radius of up to 10 feet. Mm -hmm. So can I just make it big enough to like encapsulate him? Like a dome around him? Yeah. Like an ice ice pillar? Yeah. Kind of. Something? Yes, you can do that. Konos will still have to make a save to I was not, say, not does... get trapped in there. Yeah. Oh, dear. Oh, boy. As I see this coming, I, like, I try to jump out of the way and land on the far side of it. Uh, dexterity save? Yes. Twelve. What's your spell save, DC, Marin? I think it's a 14. Yeah. Oh, no. Konos is going to take half of 10d6 cold damage. Uh-oh. 10? Yeah, 10d6. Okay. <laughs> Roll low oh, for dear. once. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm really not. Okay. Um, sorry, Matt. <laughs> it's cool. 33 halved. So 16. 16. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, Konos. Didn't know you were there. <laughs> Are you in the sphere? It hits him and knocks him back. He is not trapped with Laralac. That's good. That's good. I'm not backing away from that wall as fast as I can. That thing freaks me out. <laughs> that's right, that's one of your fears. I've done that to you twice now. <laughs> <laughs> that said, perfectly justified move in this instance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that a door in this room on the image on the north side there? What is that? Yes, it is. It's a door. Oh, that's neat. I think uh, we're bolting. Yeah, uh, I'm moving toward. I'll move towards the door, and I'll just open it. I'm like, "Come on!" 
Uh, hold on. Mm-hmm. We might need to roll initiative. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. Great joy. Uh-oh. Is the statue trap behind the wall of ice as well? No. It no. Uh oh. No, didn't think about it. Focused on Larelek. He raises his hands and he says, I was going to let you go. We're not. It was going to be a glorious triumph. But now, well, now it will still be a glorious triumph, but you'll be a little worse for wear. And he snaps his fingers and the statue comes alive. So I need an initiative from everyone. So apparently I don't like this happening because I rolled a nat one. Likewise. Oh, good. This is a great start, guys. Yep. So that's a four for me. Six for me. Remember when I tricked the DM in giving us an extra level? I should have done that again. (laughs) You really should Oh my god. Mistakes were made. Hey, at least we got your mom. Mm -hmm. Don't say that just yet. Okay, so what's a lot to do. What's the uh what's the initiative order here? I heard a four and a six or something like that. Eleven. Axley Axley, what'd you get? Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. Well unfortunately the howler goes first. Great. Um, in this case, Konos, it's helpful that you can't hear anything because you now do not have to make a DC 16 wisdom saving throw oh. to not be scared. Oh. Hey. But the rest of you do. Hey, DC, 16. DC 16 wisdom save. Wisdom? Oh, come on, roll high. Ooh, I rolled a seventeen. Nice. Four, fourteen. You don't God have any. Dang it. You don't have, have a. Wait. Don't, you don't a, have a bonus a to your wisdom save. Yes, it's a save. Seventeen. Okay. Oh, that's better. So did everybody make it? That's better. Marcel, did you make it? Yeah, I got an eighteen. Okay. Uh, so you hear the creature just open its mouth, and that same howl that was emanating from that big arcane gate that was in that temple, the Hawka temple. Uh, but it doesn't affect any of you. You're, you, you've become uh, disenchanted with, with the idea of this stupid dog. So uh, it doesn't affect you. Um, however, the dog. I yell out, bad dog down. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you've been revoked of your uh, status. It it jumps down and it can get to Imran and it Not tries okay. it, it tries to take a bite out of Imran twice. Okay. okay. Um I rolled a 2 and an 11 so that's uh 8 and a 17 versus your AC. What's your AC? 16. 17 hits. Okay. You take... Oh, God, I'm poisoned, too. 
Yeah, I've been ignoring that because really it means you've got disadvantage on everything. Um, oh. You only take so you only that. take for a seven damage. Okay. I will tell you that if you were frightened of this creature, you would have taken an extra four d ten damage Oof. from that bite. Good thing we all saved. So that save actually was quite the save. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. And now it is standing in front of you and it's slobbering and you see that its eyes are glowing blue, which is weird. And now I think it's Axley's turn. Okay. Um, I'm going to cast fear. Okay. Right back at you, big boy. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right. Uh, a 30 what's, foot cone. what's the save? 30 foot cone. So can I, can I catch uh, both of them in it? Any chance? Larelac was like forty-five. Yeah, he's, oh, he's Lair, okay. Lair, okay. is too far away. Uh, wisdom saving throw. How? What's the DC? Uh, Never mind. I rolled a four. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I didn't pass it. <laughs> All right. okay. okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to I'm going to bark back at it even louder. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So does it have to move right away, or does it wait for its yeah. turn? Uh, it has to uh, must take the dash action and move away by the safest available route each of its turns unless there's nowhere to move. And then once it's out of line of sight to me, then it can make a wisdom saving throw okay. to try to end the spell. So it won't move until its turn comes up again. So okay. are you gonna are you doing anything else on your turn? For a bonus action, I'm going to um, I'm gonna. Well, you you have to you have to roll with disadvantage, right, Nina, for your all your your attempts because of poison. I believe right? so. Yeah, technically, I've been ignoring that, but technically, that's okay, true. Okay, sorry yeah. about that. I didn't <laughs> know what poison okay. did until just now. No, it's yeah. fine. So it's not going to help you a whole lot then. So I'll, I will give Konos a uh, inspiration die. I cannot hear him. Do I don't know if I would. Hear I don't oh, think I get it. Yeah. I can't hear you. He can't hear what you're saying, so he can't. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, man. Alrighty. Did Konos make it to the door before we started? Konos was up right behind Larilac. So he did, hasn't gotten a chance to move yet. Right. Right. And, and Larilac is trapped inside the ice dome. Presumably, yes. Okay. When you say it like that. <laughs> uh, Imarin, once Axley's done, it's your turn. Okay. Um, Marcel is standing behind you with your mother. I'm going to, for my bonus action, I'm going to cast Spiritual Weapon. Okay. And that is just at the second level. Okay. Um, and I'm going to see if I can crack him right over the head. How how far away does that is that does it appear? How, how far away can it be from you? Okay, it can move twenty feet. Okay, you're gonna crack Larilac over the head. No, the dog. Sorry. Okay. The All right. Dog, like right in front of me. Yep. Uh, disadvantage. Okay, so make an attack roll. I don't think I uh, will. A spiritual weapon have disadvantage. <sighs> I don't think so. I think the spiritual weapon just will make a regular attack. Okay. Let's just pretend. <laughs> okay. I like that because that's an unnatural 20. Okay. 
Uh, that uh, hits. How much damage are you doing? Well, la, 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 1d8 plus 3. Okay. So 5. And then for my action, I'm going to point... How big is this thing? The dog? The dog in front of me? It's a large creature, so it's taking up a 10 by 10 square. Perfect. I'm going to point <laughs> just right in the middle and cast Shatter. So in a 10-foot sphere... Uh, you have to make a con save. Okay. Yes, a constitution saving throw of 14. I made it. I rolled an 18. Okay. But still take half. How much? Mm-hmm. How much is half? Sorry, trying to find it. That's okay. 3d8. Okay. So 21. Half of 21. Okay. So 10. Okay. And I'm not moving. I'm standing my ground. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Konos. Okay, so I was able to pull back behind the wall of ice, uh, and, I'm not, and I'm not on the side alert. Okay. Right. So, uh, how far? You're visible now, by the way. Like, oh, oh okay. you became yeah. visible. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. So yep. Konos reappears. You probably there are probably little trickles of blood coming out of his ears. Uh, <laughs> how far away? Am, how far away is the howler from me? Uh, it is now probably thirty-five feet from you because you're standing up on the raised area okay and it's uh, down by where you guys appeared okay i'm gonna move i'm gonna move in that direction towards it uh just my, my normal move speed 30 feet and then as i'm moving i'm gonna uh line up two elders blasts on it okay it's a does being deafened muck up casting spells with verbal components out of curiosity no okay thank you uh so there's a 14 22 to hit on the first attack that hits and only an 11 on the second attack. That misses. Okay. Uh, so, 8 feet of force damage, and it and that's it, because I don't have the push thing anymore. So, what does it do? How much? 8 force damage. 8 force damage, okay. Um, and then, do I make it, like, to the stairs there, on the top area? Um, what's your movement rate? 30? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, I think I, so I want to wind up at the bottom of the staircase. Yeah. Okay. Marcel. What's Larilac doing? <laughs> Staring at Imran. He hasn't done anything since he unleashed the howler on us. Mm-mm. Interesting. I guess we deal with the dog then. <laughs> My fault. Okay. Um, I'm going to use Frostbite on it. Okay. Constitution saving throw. What's the DC? 15. Uh... I just made it. Uh, bonus action, I will um, pull my sword out called Dense and throw it towards the uh, dog. Okay. Uh, that's going to be a 22. That hits. Does 11 damage. That's okay. piercing damage. Okay. It's looking pretty damaged right now. Uh, the necklace around your neck, when you took your sword out, it started getting really, really warm. Hmm. Huh. That's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else, Marcel? Uh, nope. I will stay behind Emerin. Okay. Where is... Yeah, where is Axley? Is Axley right in, like, Right next to Imarin still? 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, the dog runs back toward back towards the platform and and jumps up onto the platform and okay. sort of sort of cowers down because it's afraid of Axley. Uh, so it has moved as far as it can. Actually, it moves beyond the edge, and it goes. It goes, and it sort of cowers in the spot where uh, it was when it was a statue. If it moves because it's frightened, do I get an attack of opportunity? I think yeah. so because it's still taking the dash action. It's yeah, not. You do, you it's do. yeah. Nice. I'm gonna try and hit it. Sure. Does that mean actually get one too? Since he was beside him. Mm-hmm. 15. That misses. Okay. I might as well take a swipe at it with my rapier. Okay. Um, to hit three. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Mm. Um, Laralac. Oh dear. Looks out through the the sort of igloo of ice that is surrounding That's him. Because that's concentration. Oh, you dropped it? Okay. Yeah. So he's standing Wait, you there. Cast any concentration Oh, do I not? Oh. No, no. Spiritual no. weapon does not require concentration. Oh, that's right. Okay. Never mind. It's slow. Um, so he looks out <laughs> through the igloo, and he sort of puts his hand on it, and it melts away. Solid. Okay. Cool. And he says... Emmer and I had such high hopes for you. I really thought that you would be willing to enter into a negotiation with me. Why would I do that? After you've stolen my mother. (laughs) How else could I get your attention? Here you are. It is exactly... As intended. And he... Why her? He snaps his fingers, and he appears right in front of you. Oh, Jesus. And he says, I needed someone pure. Someone absolutely pure. I still need someone pure. And it turns out, you, you you're the chosen. We can make everything right again. All you have to do is negotiate with me, work with me, and we'll make it all ours. It will be all ours. And then it's Axley's turn. (laughs) 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 All right. Are we going to stay and fight this guy? I mean, what's the mission here? Okay, I'm going to... I'm going to say right to his face, I'm going to say, I hate to burst your bubble, Larry, but she ain't as pure as you think. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to grab her. I'm going to grab her mother. I'm going to grab her mother and I'm going to dimension door, uh, out of the tower. Okay. The spot that we were, this is the spot where we were, uh, huddled here in waiting. I'll say, I'll see you guys back at the, at the curiosity. And then I'll dimension door. <laughs> God, I'm so tense. Uh, so the range, the range on that spell is 500 feet. 500 feet or a place you, that's with, you, you can visualize that you've been to, or you can visualize, or you can stay with direction. Within, within the 500 feet. Within 500 yeah. feet. Yeah. yeah. I'm assuming we're not that far down. Uh, who knows? So where is it that you want to go? You want to go? Basically out, 
outside the tower. So it would really be if we're if we're under the tower, it would be like a diagonal up. Okay. You appear in a room that has walls inlaid with gold. This just gets more and more complex. Uh, and then it's Imran's turn. <laughs> I am regretting all my life choices right now. <laughs> <laughs> I got us into this. <laughs> oh my god. He took her, he took the mom too. Yep, yep, mm-hmm. yep. He's still like right there. Yeah, he's he's just he's looking at you, like a like a like an uh, a a person anticipating wonderful things. An old man looking at you, almost lustfully. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's, like it's it. disgusting. He's he's a nasty. He's nasty. He's like he stinks and he's all wrinkly and yeah. I, you saw him riding a stingray leading an undead army underwater. So yeah, you're you're I mean it's it's gross. He's he is a disgusting perverted mass of flesh. I take a step forward. He he puts eye, his arms out as if he's going to hug you. And I say, "Look, old man. <laughs> I've seen what you do and I want nothing to do with it." And I cast thunder wave at 5th level or 4th okay. level. All right. Is that a save? Um, anum, 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 anum. Yes. It's a con save, isn't it? Yes. Okay. His con is plus two. I rolled a 14, so that's a 16. What's your... Uh... 14 is the uh, save. Okay. But he still uh, takes but half. He takes, yeah, so he's going to take half, but you cast it at fifth level, so how much? <laughs> 5d8. Okay. Actually, you know what? Can I use... Can I use my channel divinity to max damage instead of rolling for lightning or thunder? Sure, why not? Damage. Yeah. So 40, half. he takes half. Yeah. Okay. And then I think he has to make a strength save to be pushed back. Okay. I rolled a five, so eight. Oh, no, sorry. That's the wrong card. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, four. <laughs> It's got a very low strength. Oh, no. If you save the con save, then you don't get pushed back. If you okay. fail it, then you do get pushed back. So he okay. doesn't get pushed back. So he doesn't but... get pushed back. He, he he puts his arms down and he says, I I thought you were going to hug me. I, I know that we could make everything right again. This could correct the mistakes that were made. Just give in. I just need a pure soul. And Spiritual you're it. Spiritual weapon comes and bashes him across the head. <laughs> 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 He's just talking. I- roll, roll the attack roll. <laughs> Natural 20. Okay. <laughs> roll your damage. Oh my god. Okay. Um... Oh my god, I'm so tense. Uh, that's a four. So eight plus three is okay. 11. Okay. And I'm bolting. You're bolt. Where are you going? Up the stairs to the north. He, he tries to reach out an arm and grab you. So you need to make a dexterity save. Okay, 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 okay. Versus okay. a 17. Ooh. I got a 16. Mm. He grabs you, and he is very strong. Fuck. 
So you can't run away from him. He says, Emerin, don't run. You have a task to complete. Konos. All right. Um, I don't. So I don't hear any of the monologues. I'm deaf still. But seeing him lay hands <laughs> on Emerin, I'm going to run up towards him. Um, I'm going to hit him. With, I'm going to cast Booming Blade and try to stab him with the trident with Bolum. Okay. Oh my god. Twenty to unnatural twenty to hit. That hits. Okay. Uh, so he will take. Ten. Oh, that's horrible damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, ten point. Ten points. So it's nine points of piercing and one point of thunder damage. Okay. And if he moves from the place he's standing, he would take another two d eight thunder damage. Okay. Uh, if he moves before the end of my next turn. All right. Are you doing anything else? Um, no. Marcel? So start on my next turn, excuse me. How does Lirilac look? We've done quite a bit of damage to him. He's... Like, does he look affected by everything we've been doing? Yeah, I mean, he's definitely affected. He's He's pretty bad off. I mean, he's not like limbs chopped off, bleeding everywhere kind of, but he's obviously not, I mean, he's been soaking it in. About to hack off his arm. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely affecting him, but it's hard to okay. tell it to exactly what extent. It's really hard to tell. And the dog is not... The dog is just cowering up as far away as it could possibly be from Axley. gone. Yeah. In fact, actually, yeah, actually has gone, but he's still cowering. Uh, roll, actually, roll a perception check. Uh, seventeen. Uh, the dog looks like it's a statue again, but but oh. in the cowering position. Nice. Weird. I I look at Larry like and go like, what mistakes? The mistakes of of the entire plateau, all of the mistakes. Ever. Okay, you're just being... (laughs) We we can fix it. The sinking was a mistake. It was because someone was not given their true worship. And mistakes happened. And we can fix those. And it will return our plateau to its former glory. And we will rule it. Imran and I. I really wish I could hear all this right now. (laughs) (laughs) I would show you like a healing thing if I could, but I definitely can't. (laughs) I'm running out of spell slots, y'all, too. So, Marcel. Konos, if you want to make a uh, con save. Okay. Uh, Four. (laughs) No, you're still deaf. Can I can I hit him with a lightning bolt without hitting Emrin or Mm -hmm. Konos? Um, It's a straight line from me, so basically I want to be able to angle it so that it only hits him. Yes. I can all right. Well let's see what happens then. I will lightning bolt him. Uh, is that a save on his part? Yeah, deck save. Uh, I rolled a nine, so eleven. What's the DC? Fifteen. Okay. Hold on, I need more D sixes. 
That's always a good phrase to hear. <laughs> What's the DM saying? <laughs> yeah, then you cower. There we go. 86. And I am going to use Empowered Spell. Okay. Which lets me reroll some dice. Okay. Because I rolled a lot of two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> As long as they don't re-roll into ones, I think you're okay. It, it, well, one did, but the other yeah. two rolled a six, a four, and a four, yeah. so we're good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that so that's so. 15, 20, 25, 34. 34 lightning damage. Okay. Does it push him or anything? It just goes uh, through No, him? it's just goes through him. Uh, so you know that scene in Star Wars... <laughs> In the Return of the Jedi, uh, when boy. I don't like this, when when the Emperor is like sending lightning through Luke, and it's like going all over his whole body and everything, that's what's happening to Larillac right now. There's <laughs> lightning; it's like arcing from, it's going into him, like into his chest, and it's arcing from his mouth to his ears and back to his eyes and it's coming like from his back of his head up and it's like arcing all over and it's going around all and it's and he sort of smiles and he says "Ah, (laughs) emerin you see this is this is what you could have and you see that he's his wrinkles are sort of glowing, this odd amethyst purpley color. And then actually it's his turn. Does he, hold on, does he look like uh, he healed from that? Or just no. being, okay, no. so he took the damage, but he he's che- just, he- am I getting like creepy Harvey Wine vibe here? Like, he, <laughs> he soaked it in. He took all the damage. As far as you can tell, he took all the okay. damage, but he's, right. he had, he is just sort of staring at Imran and, and he says, you can end this. It, I will it, use end my, this. I have a feature that lets me, as a bonus action, mm-hmm. fly for ten feet when I cast a spell. Okay. Um, so I'm going to use that to fly past him towards the towards the door ten feet. Okay. And towards land. the which door? The one at the north. Okay. So I'm guessing I'm going to land behind Konos since he was coming up from that side mm-hmm. as well. Right. Yep. So Axley. Huh. You f- you find yourself with Imran's mom in a room that is gilded. I mean, the walls are stone, but every etching and every inscription is just covered in gold. And you can hear all around you, not in the room you're in, but all you know, out in the halls and all around you. You hear people chanting, and you hear sort of bells going off, and you hear you hear some people talking in the hallway about various tasks occurring, uh, different you know, sort of normal everyday things you might hear in an abbey kind of area. 
And as you look around, you see that all of the sort of imagery that is in this room is all has feathers and birds and lots of different elements that look like they're all about flying creatures. No one else is in the room except you and Imran's mom. How big is the room? It's probably 30 feet by 30 feet. It's relatively large. No doors or windows? Nope. It just has some carpets on the ground. And the carpets have some obvious spots of wear, almost like that's where people often stand or lay or kneel or something like that. There's no obvious way in the, into this room or out of this room. Well, there's a there's a there's a pa- there's a passageway out. It doesn't even have doors. It's just out into the hallway. Oh, okay. Then yeah, I'll, so I'll take her by the hand and start going that direction. Okay. When you get to the to the archway sort of that leads to the hallway, you see that there's a big courtyard and in the middle of the courtyard is a humongous statue of a giant bird. Uh-huh. And there are some people in that there's some, there's like a, it's almost like a fountain, this statue. And there's some people sitting around it and talking. And most of the people that are in here have on robes and they are talking to people that do not have robes on. So you get the idea that there's some sort of, this is a meeting place where people that are relatively official with robes are meeting with people who are not official and don't have robes on. And it's an uh, open open courtyard. It's an open courtyard, and there are rooms. There's at least two two different rooms uh, on each sort of in each cardinal direction. Okay, so I'm not in the tower anymore. Then obviously, if there's a if there's a yeah, wherever it took you, it didn't take you to the tower. Uh, that was probably too far away for you. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, uh, is there an obvious exit out to the streets outside? Um, not really. Uh, although if you look up, you do see that the top has a sort of dome. So there's lots of light coming in, but it doesn't appear to have any obvious exit out to the street per se. I mean, there's obvious exits to other rooms, but you just can't tell if anything's directly to the street. Is the top open to the sky? No, it's a dome with like glass, like, uh, almost like stained glass. And it's in a big image of a raven. Okay, I'm going to try to find a way out. Okay. Um, so, uh, wisdom survival check. And are you hiding while you're doing this, or you're just walking out? Just trying not to be too obvious, but not okay. you know, blatantly calling attention. Okay. What'd you say? for uh, uh, Wisdom survival check. Survival, okay. Uh, 16 plus 1, 17. Okay. Um, you sort of walk around for a few minutes and you kind of get the lay of the land a little bit. You try to get your bearings and you're pretty sure that you need to go downstairs to find the exit to get out of this place. And as you're going in that direction, uh, someone steps in front of you and says, how can we help you today, my child? And then glances at at Imran's mom and says, "My children." And then we'll go to <laughs> Imran. It is your turn. Oh, okay. I do have a question. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, I also forgot I have this feature. That's mm-hmm. really cool. Um, Wrath of the Storm. When a creature within five feet of you, uh, I guess, hits you with an attack. Never mind. Just okay. Kidding. 
<laughs> Did not read the whole thing very well. <laughs> what what was it going to do? Enlighten us. Push him back. Okay. It's just deal some lightning damage and push him ten feet away. I'm trying to get him away from me. Um, spiritual weapon's gonna come down again. For, okay. For the time being, uh, that's a natural too. Okay, that misses. It goes like it hits him, but just kind of goes through him. It doesn't really have any effect. Cool. Um, you've got your mace in your hand. I do. Yeah, I'm just gonna hack out his arm. I don't have a whole lot of spell slots left. I'm okay. Do what I'm trying to save. Roll an attack roll. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay. Uh, that's a nine. Plus your attack bonus. Yeah, I rolled a three. Oh, that's with your attack bonus. <laughs> yeah, that's a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. I rolled a 15 the first time. It's a little unfortunate for I think you have inspiration, don't you? Do I? I don't know, do you? If I do, I was not paying attention. Want to do anything else? Mm-hmm. Don't want to talk to this guy. <laughs> Honestly, I just really don't. That's fair. <laughs> I had a question from last time, but I don't remember what it was because I was panicking over spells. No, I'm just going to try just keep trying to pull away. Okay. Not even acknowledge him. Uh, ranting. Okay, I need a strength check. A disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Just a strength check. Right. Okay. Okay. Okay, that's not terrible. That's not bad. Um, 15? What is it? 15? That beats his 14, so you can wrench your arm away from him. Okay, I do so. Okay. Konos. Okay, I will use a bonus action to activate the tentacles on Bolum, and I'm going to try to tie him up with him, basically, so three attacks. Okay. That's good. Uh, First attack is a 24. That hits. Second attack is another 24. Mm-hmm. Third attack's natural one. <laughs> God dang it. Yeah. So he takes seven point uh seven points of bludgeoning damage total. Okay. And if I can step in step in between him and Emerin, I I will. Uh you can't because they are still only still close, still next to each adjacent other. to each other. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Marcel. Mm, indeed. He needs to go down. Um, <laughs> I mean, I agree. Why did Why did Emran not move away? Is she still being held? She was held until. Yeah. I don't know why but she yeah, moved, moved away. away. By the way, Marcel, that necklace that you have on is super hot now. Like really super hot. Like, feels like it's burning your skin super hot. Why is this thing so hot? (laughs) (sighs) Um, Get a bonus action. Have my sword flap the bad guy. Okay. Oh, good. Uh, And flap it does, apparently, because that was a a 10. (laughs) Yeah, that misses. It's just gentle. <laughs> 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 I'm distracted. You know, this thing is hot, and I can't yeah. get it off. And you um, you see that the uh, that the the sword is 
almost the bottom the bottom of the blade where it meets the hilt is almost taking on like a, a purpley color. Oh, that's not good. I can't take it off though. Uh, you can't take it off. No, why would I take it off? Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's hurting, maybe. <laughs> It's just, it's just a bit hot. <laughs> uh, um, I could try that, but hmm. no. For now, I'm just going to throw two Eldritch Blasts at him. Okay. New spell. I'm not that good at it. <laughs> um, <laughs> one was a 12. The other one was a 22. They both hit. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. He's wearing robes. Yeah, well, some people use mage armor. <laughs> he he um, did not for some reason. That's unfortunate for him. Are you kidding? I used this. I rolled a one, so I used this uh, sorcery point and rolled <laughs> another one. So <laughs> he takes five uh, force damage. Okay. And then I want to move towards uh, the door. Like, so up mm-hmm. the stairs towards the door. Right. Okay. Larilac sighs. Imarin. If you won't negotiate and you won't sit on the throne with me, why won't you just put me out of my misery then? Axley, you what? have just been approached. You've just been approached by a person in some robes with some uh, symbols like the head of a raven. And mm-hmm. she says, how can I help you today, my children? Oh, it's good you ran into us because you were just going to escort us safely out of the building and down to the ocean while I cast suggestions. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> uh, suggestion. one of us is doing well. <laughs> What's the, what's, is there a save on that? What's uh, the. See. I believe it's a wisdom. Let me see here. Okay. Oh, well, I rolled a 16. It is so a. I'm not sure that your spell worked. I think your spell save DC is probably 14. Uh, spell save is 15. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, uh, she sort of smiles and says, well, I can, I can escort you to the exit. I, I can't. I cannot leave the premises because that would be violating my duties and my oath, but I can surely show you the way out. Please, please do. Uh, she looks at Imran's mom and says, are you in need of sustenance or aid? And Imran's mom doesn't really answer her. Does Axley say anything? Uh, we've, just, we, we've spent a lot of time praying and we are definitely famished. That's what we're going to get some food. Ah, Okay. Well, very well. I, I will show you the way. And she starts walking down one of the hallways. We'll follow. Okay. Emerin. I don't know. That definitely gives Emerin pause. Because now she's really suspicious of just straight up murdering this guy. Hmm. <laughs> it's obviously what you want to do. You think I've wronged your family and mistreated your mother. Before he goes any further, I'm casting Zone of Truth. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Nope, just kidding. I'm out of spell slots. (laughs) (laughs) Nope, not doing that. Welcome to the club. (laughs) 
I asked. Your mother was very compliant. How do you mean? I know all that was in her mind. It turned out she was not as pure as you, which is why I needed you to be here. Then why just lay down and die? What do you mean? I'm not laying down and dying. I am sharing my power with you. You're not choosing to partake of that particular offer, which is why I'm forcing you. I didn't have to force your mother. She willingly decided to give me her power, and I gave her mine. I go for the door. Use my action and my movement to get to the door. I don't trust this anymore. I don't know if I need this. As you turn to run, he makes an attack against you. He's going to reach out and 17 versus your AC. That hits. What is he doing? He is reaching out to attack her. With a weapon? With his hand. You take four damage, and as he puts his hand on you, purple energy goes from his hand into your arm or shoulder, whatever he was able to grab onto, and you feel the life force come out of you as he drains your hit points. Um, and can I see him casting a spell? No, you just see him reach out as she turns to run away because she's trying to move away real fast. He reaches out and he does he's not able to grab her and hold her, but as he reaches out, a sort of pinkish, purplish color comes from his hand. And as he sort of, she's moving away and his hand just sort of glides by her and she feels the life force that he pulled out actually leave so and we, we didn't see him casting any you spell. didn't see him cast a spell but but okay. marcel you see that he is sustained by that like that he, he doesn't physically look different like his his wrinkles are still there he still stinks he's still old man nasty but you could tell that he's not as weary and damaged as he was just a moment ago and emerin you ran so where did you run to that door um, as he reaches out, um, and I feel that she just screams in frustration and confusion and pain and cast, uh, uses my reaction to do Wrath of the Storm. Okay. Um, and what's that so, do? A dex saving throw, DC 14. Um, I rolled a six, so eight, so that fails. Huh. Yeah. Three points of lightning damage. Okay. And... Yeah, that's it. He takes three points of lightning damage. Now, you is that like from your hand, or what's that's a, like your cat? Is that a spell reaction that you're casting, or it's um uh, blah 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 blah? What's it called? It's a cleric feature. It's a <laughs> it's like a channel divinity thing. Okay, so but it comes out of like your hand, not your yeah, mace, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Okay, as you do that, he's sort of he's sort he's sort of stunned for a moment as the lightning bolt sort of comes into his body and then you see him smile and he says i knew it and then his body just starts falling apart he just starts turning into ash and falling to the ground and then his robes fall on top of it i'm still going to the door (laughs) i'm momentarily like what the fuck just happened and then just grabbing Honos and Marcel along the way and just like we we need to go. 
still like in tears, like very up, very clearly upset, but still making her way through. Marcel, your necklace is no longer burning you. Then the catchphrase for this whole episode. What's what that? The fuck? <laughs> Does anything happen to the statue? It's still just a statue. In the same cowering position it was in. Are we out of initiative then? You are out of initiative. Okay. Actually, the woman leads you uh, down several flights of stairs. I mean, it's down several. Uh, it's one flight of stairs, but it's it's the distance of about three or four uh, floors. And she opens the door and it's out into the courtyard. It's facing in the opposite direction as the people where they were all in line and then where they were praying and everything because of the birds. But mm-hmm. you, you know that you're now behind the big, the big cathedral building. Okay. I'll thank her and tell her we'll be back for service later and we'll, we'll head off towards the harbor. Excellent. A blessed day to you. May the queen's wings always lift you. At that point in time, uh, Imran's mom kind of snaps out of her stunned state and says, Where are we? Where are you taking me? Where's my daughter? I thought she was She's here. Coming. She'll be here soon. I'm just getting you to safety. Okay. So you take her all the way down to the uh, the curiosity? Are you hiding as you go, or are you just beating feet, trying to go as fast as you can? Well, we're gonna. We need to go directly, but I'm gonna try to be cautious. Okay. Not, not reckless. Okay. Okay. Uh. Okay. <laughs> What's everybody else doing? <laughs> Going through that door, I think. Okay. Following Emron. Yeah. <clears throat> Following Emron. Yeah, I'm booking it. Just trying to get out of here. Okay. Uh, that door leads to a uh, passageway that forms a T with passage off to the left and the right. So uh, you can probably make your way out of here if you don't want to investigate any rooms, if you just want to try to take passageways. But it depends if you want to investigate things. So what happened with the with the stat is the stat the statue is back to being a statue, right? The statue is a statue, but it's not in the original position it was in. It's in the cowering position. But like on the pedestal and like facing the wall. It it's yeah, I mean it's it's like cowering against the wall. It it's almost like it just became a statue again in the position that it was in. It's not really on okay. the pedestal. Um I am gonna go grab my sword and look at the pommel. Is it Back to normal, too? No, it's a little bit purplish at the bottom. Uh, That's weird. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, hmm. Is there there anything else in this room, like, of interest, symbol-wise? Are there any, like, amethyst glowing symbols or anything like that? Uh, I mean, there are eyes carved all over the walls. And some of them are in that symbol uh, that with the spikes coming off of it, and some of them are just eyeballs. Uh, if you want to do like a quick five six minute 
investigation of this room, you can look for much more details. I mean, at this point, you haven't really stopped to look at any details. Yeah, I, I kind of don't want to leave this room because I don't trust this whole like, oh, I, she did a like a, a, a small zap. And despite the fact that he had seemed to just heal himself, he just disappeared. I'm a little wary. Mm-hmm. Everyone uh, is like out the door, though. Yeah, yeah Emmerin already left. And if, <laughs> if she doesn't see her friends, she's just going to like slide down the wall and just like sob for a moment okay. and just like hold her symbol of Goras and just like kind of try and compose herself. Okay. What's Konos doing? Can I check the, was the robe left or did that dissolve too? The robe is there. Can I check it and see if there's anything like in pockets or anything? Are you gonna, or anything? You're touching it? Ah, please don't. <laughs> I said I was, yeah. The book is under it. I will use the robe to just wrap the book yeah. up and carry it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's ashes all over it. Mm. <laughs> Brush all that off. So uh, I'm Mar- looking around the room for anything okay. like secret mm-hmm. whatevers or anything of interest. Go ahead and give me a um, investigation check. 16. Uh, when you walk you don't really find anything of any interest. You notice that the eyes on the so you go up, you eventually make your way up to the platform area and you see that the eyes on the wall behind where the statue was, they have little they have little divots cut out of them as if something could go in them. You also notice when you walk by the cage, there is a teleportation circle in the bottom of the cage. Okay. Konos? I think this might be where the amethysts go. Also, I found the teleportation circle. Konos is down. Oh. (laughs) I forgot. I forgot. You could try try another save for that. (laughs) That's better. 14, I think. Okay. I think that saves you. You're, you're, your hearing is coming back uh, ever so slowly. Mm. Sorry, what, what were you saying? Something on amethysts? Yeah, here on the wall. Like, these little holes. There's seven of them, right? No, there's a whole bunch. Oh, there's a whole bunch? Yeah. I don't know why I said seven, though. I don't, oh. Can I study the wall they're pointing at just to see if there's any kind of pattern? It doesn't look like there's a pattern. It's just that all of the eyes that are there look like they could have something set into the middle of them. I mean, we could try putting them in, but there's more holes than there are more stone there are, than there are stones. And uh, I believe Axley had the stones, unless you had them. Um, I thought Emmerin had them. Oh, I thought they were in the bag of holding. Um, but yeah, you might be right. Um, there's the. The, the teleportation circle there, we might be able to use that to get out. Um, hey, Konos. Yeah. You can see through other things' eyes, right? I can, and I was thinking about trying to use it to see where Axley went. Oh, I'm not concerned about Axley. He said he was going back to the curiosity. <laughs> I'm um, more <laughs> interested in uh, what happens if you try to look through Laralax's eyes. If he's still alive, I could then I would see through. He might be able to see through mine too. 
So he already knows we're here. All right, give it a try. So I'll take I'll take five minutes to focus and see if I can see through Laralax's eyes now. Emmerin, what are you doing at this time? You probably hear them talking, so you probably hear about the teleportation circle in the cage. She's not ready to go back in that room. So she's quieted and listening, but she's still sitting outside by herself. All right, Konos is changing the view and trying to see what Laralax sees. Yes. Uh, roll me a percentage check. Hmm. Percentage dice. Okay. 59. So you, what you experience is really weird. You don't exactly see, you don't exactly see through eyes, but you know that you're experiencing a presence. You feel a presence and you, as, as the image starts to resolve itself, you look around and you are, you sort of get the idea of something opening its eyes very slowly. And you find yourself looking up and you're in an enormous stone room. And right in front of you are three or four very tall steps. And on each corner, of this sort of dais, this raised step area, are two enormous pillars, one on each corner. And these pillars are not made of stone. The rest of the room seems to be made of stone. These pillars seem to be made of people. There are body parts jutting out of these pillars. They look to be made of bodies stacked on top of each other, except the bodies are not dead bodies. They're not skeletons. They are an odd mix of something maybe possibly undead or something maybe possibly animated. And their faces are stretched into a uh, wide grimace or a almost screaming posture. You can tell with the shape of the lips that these creatures, if they could make noise, they would probably be moaning or screaming or yelling. There is a pained look on their faces, although their eyes, uh, their eye sockets are eyeless. They have no eyes in their sockets. There's just sunken in skin or whatever it is that's covering their, covering their bodies. The body parts are jutting out, so some of them are reaching their arms out. and They're moving as if these things are alive. And in between these two things, you see one of those dog creatures, except this one is about five times larger than any of the other previous dog creatures that you have seen. Oh. Lovely. And it is looking down at whatever, whatever it is that you're looking through their eyes. They are looking up at the pillars and the dog in between them. And the dog is looking down and it says something, but because you can only see, you don't hear what is being said. Uh, I can read lips. Huh. I have the observant feet. Okay. Dog lips? 
<laughs> yeah, dog lips. <laughs> uh, so does that help me understand? Uh, yeah, this at all. The dog says uh, it's speaking not common. It's speaking um, primordial, actually, mm-hmm. and it says, "You have done well, my son. There is only one step left." Hi. And you hear Laralac say. Because you hear it in your brain, because you're actually kind of seeing through his eyes. You hear Larelac say, Thank you, Master. The army is almost complete. Alright. Yeah, she's... (laughs) I don't know if he's dead or alive, but he still exists. And we seem to have bigger problems now. Uh, I I had a feeling. Um, what do we know about uh, witches? Are you asking me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, before I answer that, because we're almost done here, let's go back to Axley real quick. Axley, you and Imran's mom are making your way to the Curiosity. You find the Curiosity. It's exactly where you left it. Okay. Um, well, as we're going, I'm going to make sure I, I'm going to cast healing healing word on her, and I'm going to okay. sing a give her inspiration. Die. Sing a song of inspiration about a brave daughter going to rescue her mother. Okay. 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 So we get to the curiosity. Yep. Is there anyone around it, or can we can we make our way to it easily? It doesn't look like there's anybody. It doesn't look like it's been disturbed at all. Okay. Well, we'll make our way to it. Okay. Uh, I'm assuming you open it up. Yeah, I'm getting inside. Uh, when you open it up, the ha- hatch opens, uh-huh. and you you look down, and looking back up at you is a halfling. He's sitting on the main like driving chair, and he looks up at you, and he says, "Oh, you finally came back. Been waiting for you. <laughs> Blacksley Chilling Quest at your service." Does he look like me? What? What? He looks almost exactly like you, but his skin is gray and his hair is white. Oh my god! What is happening? Uh, I don't believe we've had the pleasure. Not yet, but you called me, so here I am. And Marcel <laughs> powers activate. <laughs> Marcel wants to know uh, what you know about liches. Is that what you're asking? Is Marcel is are you you uh, want to know what Marcel wants to know, or I are you know, just yeah? I want to yeah. know what Marcel knows about liches. Yeah. You can roll a history check because I know a lot, but Marcel apparently <laughs> not that much. <laughs> 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 <It was an laughs> eight. You know that there are rumors of individuals that can try to become basically immortal by wielding necromantic magic and that they're uh, difficult to destroy once they have completed whatever dark process has to occur. But you also know that usually by the time they're doing this, they don't bow to anyone. So the thing that Konos is describing doesn't make sense for a lich. That part doesn't make sense to Marcel. Just in the very basic lich knowledge that you have, doesn't make sense that a lich would be bowing down to some dog. And I would have described everything I saw through their eyes and fully. I mean, I'm assuming I'm assuming that you did, yeah. So, yeah. and so let's end there. 
with with There's black so black slate chilling quest. Okay, how's everybody feel? Yeah, slightly gross. Yeah. Really <laughs> <laughs> slightly. Hey, we'll rescue your mom. Well, that didn't that go any way that we thought it was going to go. With <laughs> we split the party 50 different ways, and uh-huh. all because I wanted to catch a bird. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you hadn't said, oh, you see an open window and it looks like the lovely, I would have just, I would have flown right back and said, okay, well, I got a bird. Now let's try to talk our way in here. Well, I thought you were going to see it and be like, okay, I know we need to go to that tower in that direction. So when we get in, we'll go over there. That's what I thought you were. I didn't know you were going to carry everybody up and go right into the tower. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's. <laughs> what you do in D and D? You yeah, I mean, break, break everything. Yeah. If I find a back door, I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, I was, I was really. I mean, that's why I wanted to be invisible because I'm like, okay, I don't want these. I don't remember their name, like the guards that were following us. I didn't want them seeing us. And it was just yeah. a happy coincidence that I happened to find a, a door up there that to where we wanted to go. We needed to go. Ah. Uh. You know what I think would be, I really don't have time right now, but mm-hmm. another um, D&D brief topic, which would be fascinating, I think, because I'd like to hear your perspective on it, is how, as a DM, do you manage a group of characters as they get higher in level? Because they're all superheroes. I mean, we can all fly, teleport, shoot fireballs, go invisible, uh, have super strength, push things yeah. around. So how do, you, how do you keep a story straight when every character can potentially break it? Any minute, yeah. Well, when everyone's practically a god, um, yeah, although we're not there yet, yeah. A couple of things. Uh, so the first thing is, I sort of rely on you all to know your characters, so I don't, I don't burden my brain with trying to remember and memorize every single thing you can do because I don't plan for every single thing you could do, I can't possibly do that anyway, so. So that's one thing that's sort of a load off. So like, that's why sometimes if you like, I remember some spells and whatnot, if they're, if, if similar characters I've played to have that spell or whatever, but generally if you say, I'm going to do this thing, I just trust that you're doing it the right way based on, I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not going to say, well, actually that, you know, whatever, unless it makes a sure. difference at that point, And I happen to know it. Um, uh, so that's one thing I do the, the, the way I really, so <laughs> it's tough because what it means is sometimes the challenges that I'm having to throw at you are not necessarily planned all the way out, right? Yeah. And if, for example, the stat block for this this guy that you just met is my own creation, right? And he doesn't necessarily yeah. follow exactly the rules of monsters in pcs or pcs like he just has a bucket of abilities that i can pull out whenever he needs to pull them out right in fact you could you could even if you needed to to for the for the story you can make him invincible you i mean you can make him do anything he needs to at any given moment for for effect right Right. but i mean i I just mean in general i i I see a problem with dnd in the (laughs) sense that like you know you have it's immensely popular now and everyone's running to play it and you have Mm -hmm. all of these modules that are that are essentially on rails adventures mm-hmm. that are published for gms to use but how in the hell do dms like 
corral other players and keep them in line with a module. Yeah. A module can't tell you on, on paper. It can't address every possible right. thing that these players are going to do once they get up to this level. Yeah, Tito. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what yeah, you're talking about. It, yeah, I don't see how DM does it. Yeah. Oh, did someone go off the ranch in another? Well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, and I, I pulled the whole party with me too. Um, uh, you know, so the the answer, the short answer is. I so number one, that's part of the reason why I don't run very many published modules because that's really hard. When if I'm running a published module, I kind of feel like I need to keep everybody on rails mostly, and that's tough for me because it doesn't really mesh with my style. Um, but the, the second thing is that uh, I basically have like an idea of what my NPCs are and what their goals are, and the fact that they're doing things even while the PCs are doing things. And then I can sort of flexibly and actively respond to whatever you all do. And that's really the only way that I can do it. I mean, like, I, I mean, I sat down and I think before you were on, or maybe you were on and uh, I, I was saying to Nina, I'm not ready. You know, like I'm, not, I'm never ready. Like the, uh, I like, i never feel like I've prepped enough, but um, like, but at the same time, I'm ready enough to be able to respond to things. Uh, yeah, that's a hard question to answer. I mean, I think part of the problem is there's not a lot of there aren't a lot of resources out there for brand new DMs that mm. that are there for a brand new DM to transition from something that's really on the rails to being not quite on the rails to being totally off the rails and being okay yeah. with that. I mean, I I, I think like it just that. takes experience. Yeah, so I'm curious, like Nina, from your perspective, because you just recently started playing and running, right? So, like yeah. now having gone through this experience, what are your thoughts on that? As far as now that our characters have got that level, does that translate into your game and your your perception of like your level of you know what of preparedness as a DM? Yeah, I mean, this is all good conversation because it's all like stuff that I try and like implement and like okay, this is a better way to prep for this. This is a better way to do this. This is something I can use here. Like it all translates, but at the same time, I have such a good group of players that even if they go off the rails, mm -hmm. they're okay with just making shit up. Like, and I'll tell okay. them, I'm like, I have no idea what you guys are doing. Like I'm just making shit up. And they're like, this is really <laughs> fun. It's fine. So I think okay. just like having that group is an important aspect of it. Just like being okay with not knowing which has been something very difficult for me because I like having that structure. I like having that organization. I like knowing we're going here and then we're doing this and then we're doing mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Not, it doesn't happen ever. I think no. we have one thing I will say, um, my girlfriend and I have this ongoing kind of joke at this point where the day before a session, we're like, so are you ready? And the answer is never yes. <laughs> and the day of it's like, so you're ready for the session. No, <laughs> you're never prepared for yeah. the session. Yeah. That's just how it goes. Right. And yeah. honestly, like, yeah, learning that you're never going to be fully prepared and that even if you're running a module, things will be going off rails mm -hmm. at some point. And that's, that's how it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Like a module will give you, okay, this is what's happening in the world and this is what's happening and this is like more or less what the adventurers should be going mm -hmm. to stop mm -hmm. to stop the bad guys. But other than that, like this isn't, you're not telling a story. You're not, you're not, I mean, it's that's not a play. Yeah. This is what differentiates RPGs from any other type of 
story, right? Like, like I think I, I mentioned last time that RPGs are weird because we're part audience and part acting in it, you know, and, but it's, yeah. but, but not, but not with prescribed lines. So like, so, so for example, I'll give you an example of, of how I, so when I was, I, I, cause I edit the episodes to go onto the podcast. I edit out some of the stuff that only makes sense if you're looking at something or that, you know, like at the beginning and everything. And so I try to make the podcast as short an episode as possible um, without removing anything that removes the fun. Like I leave in our jokes and our banter and all that. Cause that's whatever. But so, and then at that, when I was listening to that, when I was going through that, I caught the, I caught the Blacksley chilling quest thing. And as I was doing you, my, you didn't catch it during the real. Well, I, I did, but I, ha- I didn't really think too much about it because so many things were going on that I was, we were trying to do things right. But as I was editing that, and as I was going through and listening to it again, I, I write, I write a few notes as I do that because my prep ends up being like one page of notes, and it's mostly about if they run into these types of people, here's what their motivation is, and if they run into this, here's what their motivation. That's what I, you know, and if I need to make a note to myself, I'll remember to look at this map so that I can describe something then I do that right and that's my that's my prep notes but what but I wrote down after I had done that I wrote down you know Blacksley chilling quest because the thing is that that sword that you have that you still really haven't used but that you attuned to I was trying to figure out how am I gonna get something that makes that sword make sense right when you're not using it but it has to be like something within the world that that's going to become important to you right and <laughs> so, but I was still waiting for you to have a point where you're going to have to pull that sword out and use it, or you're going to have to do whatever. And then that's, you know, I'm thinking to myself, that's when it's going to become clear because it's going to have to do with whatever situation forced you to pull that out. And then you pulled out Blacksley Chilling Quest. And I'm like, that fits perfectly with what I had initially intended for that sword. So I'm going to have to make that thing be real now. So part, here's why I'm telling you this. Part of what I do as a DM in order to be able to respond to the things that all the players are saying, I try to pay attention and I try to make things that the players are talking about and saying and thinking about out loud. I try to make those things mostly what's happening in the game, right? Like it makes my prep easier when I'm listening to you and you're talking about, well, maybe it's this and maybe it's this and maybe it's this and maybe it's this. You're going to hit on some really good ideas that maybe I didn't even think about, right? And the oldest DM trick in the book is to take what they thought they were going to do, and when the players come up with something better, go, oh, that totally makes sense. I'm doing that now. And then it also makes the players feel good. They feel like, oh, we thought of that. We knew and and now here's what it was. We're actually smart enough and in tuned enough and paying attention enough that that's what it was. And you'll never know whether it's actually what I really was planning from the beginning or whether I got sure. that from you yourself. So there's that th- that sort of thing. Blacksley Chilling Quest is one of those where obviously that came directly from you. We didn't talk about that beforehand. You just came out with that and it fits perfect with what I needed to happen. <laughs> so now it exists. And that's that's just how it goes. If I was a new DM, I don't know that I could do that. I don't know that in my in my initial DMing years if I could have done that. I've I've been doing it long enough now, and I'm I'm flexible enough in my of of mind, you know, to not get pissed off if you like. You know, I often say to you guys, "Oh, you did, you did, you did went this way, and I thought you were going to go do this thing." But you know, I'm not mad about it. It's just that's just how it goes. I think when I was younger, I might have gotten a little more. I was more rigid about what I needed everybody to be doing. So sorry, uh, 
mad I, I cut you I off. Say, what, what I'm liking is like you're using like things we do and we say, and you're using those to figure out ways to nudge us, to use those kind of nudge us in maybe mm-hmm. subtly in directions you're kind of wanting us to go, whether it's using right. certain items, going different directions, things like that. Like you were, like there was a little bit of that happening in the, when we were fighting Larolac, because when you were talking about like Marcel's pen, Marcel's amulet, uh, mm-hmm. Emerence Maze, like, oh, there's, there's things that are, you're noticing that are connected here. Mm-hmm. Or that are happening, and it's up to us to kind of say, sort of fill in the blanks and make the make the connection. As far right. as like higher level characters and stuff with like that higher level play, especially that's one reason why most of the pub- published official modules don't go past like tenth or twelfth level, uh, right. because once you get to the point, yeah, you are breaking the game in little pieces every time you play. But even at like sixteenth, seventeenth, even twentieth level, there are still things that and simple things that can bring down you know a twentieth level player. Mm-hmm. Uh, like if they can't water breathe, you know, they don't have, have water breathing, you know, right. they can still drown. Um, right. They can still die of, of illness and old age. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there are still I mean, and that. ultimately, I mean, any DM can always kill a PC if they want to. I mean, honestly, if, if I decide I want to kill Konos, all I got to do is I got to go over to his character sheet and look at his character sheet and make sure that I do things that are going to expend all of his resources and then done. already done and then kill. It. But <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like I mean, on purpose. Like if I decided I needed to kill somebody, I and any DM can do that, right? But that's not really like. I don't ever set out, oh, I'm going to kill, you know, I'm going to kill these people or what, you know, I'm going to kill these PCs. Like, that's not, usually that's not the goal. Like, that's not fun. That's not a fun goal, right? So that's not the goal. Um, Sometimes it happens, right? But that's, you know, that's just. And it's sometimes because the players do things that inevitably lead to that happening or just the dice roll really stinking bad and bad things happen as a result. Yeah. 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 You were asking kind of about like, cool. keeping sort of keeping things on the rails. My husband gave me a good structure for kind of getting my own campaign that I'm running back on back on rails because it's kind of I won't say it's got off, it's kind of stalled a little bit. So he gave me a nice framework by basically saying, okay, how what's your and I'm not saying that's happening to us either, but just kind of trying to address <laughs> the point. Um, the way to look at it was you know, how many how many kind of sessions do you earn do you kind of think you need to run before the game either the the game quote ends or you reach an end or something like that and i say okay in, in those number of sessions how many encounters do you have left how many major npcs do you have for the, for the party to meet how many plot points locations things like that and then just once you have those numbers figure okay well now that i have all these numbers how many do i have to average per session and that kind of helped me get the flow of my thing kind of in a direction going that i think is going to work for me going forward so that's a good kind of approach to take when when anybody for anybody who's kind of gets to that situation mm-hmm. like oh i feel like my campaign just is spinning its wheels players are either off the rails or whatever and it's this kind of way to mm-hmm. say okay well here here's at least how my, how i can kind of structure out stuff going forward to, to lay the groundwork for whatever comes next yeah there's a there's a way to plan things uh, i call it the pyramid method where if uh, if your goal is the top of the pyramid, there's got to be at least three ways to accomplish that goal, right? And then each of those three ways has at least a couple, two, three ways, if not more, that that that, that thing can be accomplished. And each of those has a couple of ways, right? Like the worst thing in the world. So the, the problem with being on rails, now a lot of people are, you know, think that having a railroady adventure is a really bad thing. It's not actually a bad thing. The problem with being on rails, in my opinion, of course, everything's, everything I say is my opinion, right? Um, but the problem with it is if it, if those rails only have one way of doing thing, right? Like, like it's not true that there's only one train in the world and there's only one set of rails, right? Like 
trains can go off on different tracks and go in different directions and they can turn around, they can do all these different things, right? So kind of the railroad kind of analogy falls apart real fast unless you've got a story that only has one way that it can be resolved. And if you've ever got a story that only has one way that can be resolved, that that itself is the problem. It's not what the players do or that they that they messed up and went off the rails. Like that's not the problem. That's what I call the locked door problem. That the, you know, back in the way old school D&D, often there would be times when uh, the party would uh, be adventuring in a dungeon and they would make, get to a door and the door was locked and the thief fails their lockpick check and the fighter fails to beat down the door uh, with his hammer or whatever and, the, and nothing else that they do is able to get them to open that door so they turn around and go back to the village like that's the adventure's over right because they can't get through right. that door like that's I, that's hyperbole a little bit but there were t- places where that's basically what was happening that everything to continue relied on a check and everybody failed their check or whatever and that's a problem if that that sort of bottlenecking point that's an issue with a design of an adventure if it gets to a bottlenecked point like that and there's no way to get around it and the dm isn't doesn't have the capability or isn't skilled enough to be able to allow for the pcs or the players to create a creative solution around that locked door that bottleneck then the game is over at that point because you can't get through that so so Really, David, I think what you're asking is, how do you not get bottlenecked like that? How do you, how do you make sure that you can get around that? And really, that's just about having having the ability to be flexible in my brain to allow you to make creative solutions, right? Like I did not know that you were going to dimension door out of there. I had no clue. So I hadn't prepped any kind of response to that. But what I had to do was look at what the range of that was and figure out, okay, well, where would that put you? It's not going to get you all the way back to the tower. So where is it going to go? Now I just have to sort of make up something mostly made up, right? But see, I had already conceived of what I thought the inside of that big cathedral would look like. So I could actually respond with that, even though I didn't know you were all, you know, necessarily going to go there or not. So that's the sort of, you know, I don't know. It's, it's hard to teach that, right? It's hard to, it takes just practice and experience. No, and it's like, it's like, well, it's a couple of things. It's improvisational skill and it's storytelling. I mean, yeah. and those are, those are two big asks for mm-hmm. people to have in tandem. I mean, I, there's probably, there's not a lot of people I think that are really capable of stepping up and doing a very creative GMing session. Yeah. I mean, it just, it just takes a, it's a different kind of mindset from, I think part of the problem is it's a different mindset from how we usually try to teach beginning DMs, right? Because beginning DMs, we try to give them, you know, that's kind of what makes the D&D starter set such a great starter set, actually. The fifth edition D&D starter set is one of the best starter sets of any D&D edition. And the reason is because there's a lot to do in Fandolin. Where the, where the PCs are, there's a lot to do there. They don't just have to do part A and then go to part B and then go to part C. They can actually look around and do different things. And so you can actually, from the very beginnings of being a DM, learn how to deal with a player who wants to go over there with their character when the story, to finish the story, you can go directly that way, but you can also take all these side quests. And it's tough. It's tough to do that. It's, it's also hard if... If the DM wants to tell a very particular story and isn't ready to let the players sort of lead the story, right? Like, you know, 
But in terms of how do you deal with it when the players are higher levels? Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's like a superhero game, you know, yeah. but, the, but you guys aren't quite that yet. Cause you have low, relatively low hit points, right? Cause you're all basically casters. So, you know, it's, it's a very, it's kind of a different thing. If you had a big beefy fighter or, or some kind of monk or something, you, or something. yeah, you'd, you'd have, you'd have a different kind of style of play. You know, we don't have a ton of combats. The reason we don't have a ton of combats is you will run out of your resources very quickly. And so one of the ways I deal with letting, you know, letting the PCs do the things they need to do is we don't have a ton of just straight on melee, let's bash each other in the skull combats. We have a few, but not a lot, because that doesn't really suit your party, right? Not not very much. As you get higher and higher level, though, you start having these spells that do these amazing things, and that then it's a little different. But the challenges that are you're going to face are not just some big brute coming to take some hit points away. They're you know, there are other things. Mm. So yeah. Anti- anti-magic feel will be the thing, the thing that really kicks. Us <laughs> kicks yeah. Us right. right. Uh, yeah. And, and while we're not that high level yet, we're still like, we finally got fourth level spells and like, that's it's, there's still some like interesting things we can do with those spells, even out mm-hmm. of combat. And like, sure. That can help. Like it can feel like we're breaking reality when, you know, how do we solve this? Oh, we just fly invisibly up to a, <laughs> yeah, up to a window. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, as a DM playing fifth edition, you kind of assume that at a certain level, they're going to have those things and that mm-hmm. you don't really prepare for that. You just react. Yeah. 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 I mean, like there's also, so my, my own personal sort of way of thinking about things is if a, if a player comes up with a really good, fun idea, I'm just going to let it happen. Like the idea of, oh, I'm going to fly up there and grab a bird, you know, mm-hmm. actually make me invisible. Like, that's a great idea. Like, you know, that's a, just, just a great idea. It's fun. You know, you're flying up, you're grabbing a bird. Okay, now you're invisible. But now there's some, there's some consequences to that, right? That bird is not happy. So let's make it fun. But you notice at no point did I say, oh, you fall down and die, right? Like, because yeah, no. that's that's not fun, right? But fun fun is let me respond to what you're doing by making it at least a little bit interesting, even if you succeed or even if you almost fail, right? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, and that, and that's a good way to like like when like when actually when you use dimension door to escape the room, like a a a, a, a DM who's who's more or less intent on telling their story could have said, okay. The spot you're targeting is a you know you appear inside a wall, and the way the spell is like you, right. you appear in a space where an object was it doesn't even work, and you take damage. So a yeah. DM who is who is intent on telling their story might have might have done that mm-hmm. and said, "Oh, you're not you're not getting out of here just because I don't want you to get out of here just <laughs> yet." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so thank you, Sam, for not doing that. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> the thing is, hard. like, you know, using Dimension Door to get out of there, like that was a brilliant idea, and it had consequences because you couldn't take everybody with you. You'd only take one person with you, so. Right. Like that to me, that's a great use of that. That didn't completely absolve you of any fear or challenge, you know. And but it also like it creates a complication for the whole party. And I think that's great. Like why, I, you know, my thing is why why should a DM say no to that or you know? I mean, like if it's, I mean, I I don't that's not I don't say that in a judgmental way. Like I could see it a case where a DM wouldn't want that to happen or whatever. But from the way that I run the game, like. Anything that you decide to do is going to have consequences, good and bad. And so, 
why not let it happen? Like I, you know, there's just no, there's no reason to, you know. I mean, if you could have had a way to dimension door everybody out of there, it, it would have worked. I wouldn't have made you like, oh, so, oh, everybody goes except Imarin. Like that's not, that doesn't, that's not fair. Right. Like, so you all would have escaped and would have turned out differently in the game, you know, for Laralac. <laughs> he, he would be, he would be having a different experience right now. <laughs> um, but that's, you know, <laughs> so. so apparently we played into his hands. Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> I just, I picture Laralac like Deadpool. He's regrowing his little baby arm. <laughs> 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 um he's he's uh so he's regrowing his whole body right because he turned to yeah. ash <laughs> yes so the reason that konos couldn't see out of his eyes at first is because he was it wasn't there. in a primordial form and he had no open yeah. eyes yet and then but that's a fast <laughs> nina's like no stop <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so maybe maybe he'll be re- maybe he'll be reincarnated as a blue goblin. Yeah, right. <laughs> Not quite. Um but in any case, uh any last thoughts for anyone? Thank you, Sam. That was so fun. Oh, you're welcome. As always. If uh if the audience anyone listening wants to send us an email with questions, concerns, comments, issues, any sort of anything else that you want to say, you can send us an email at dndebrief at gmail.com. That's dndbrief at gmail.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at DM Samuel. And anybody else have anything they want people to go check out? Yeah, you can uh, join me on Midgardia, um, twitch.tv slash Midgardia. Awesome. Excellent. All right. And with that, I think everybody will say goodbye. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. <laughs>